Week two of uh, our fan servicing week. And now we're servicing across the pond. We're going to jolly old England for our good fan, Judith. Throwing in a pick. Good She's friend. picking in good friend, good, good listener, good everything. <laughs> and she picked for us a 1994, possibly under the radar classic, with Muriel's Wedding. Tony Collette, ABBA. <laughs> that's about it for it, but that's all it's all <laughs> starring. But is it enough? Is it enough to pique the interest of three manly men watching a woman that wants to get married? Hey, I'm comfortable with my masculinity. I'll talk about it. We're talk. We're all. All three of us are going to talk about it on a very uh, Dancing Queen edition of the review review. God, Muriel, you suck. You're terrible, Muriel. What? Get out of my fucking face. Hey. Teeth. <laughs> that was a really good Muriel impression, Troy. Thanks. Uh, welcome to the Review Review, a show where three small town dudes give your big dumb opinions. I'm short of the max extreme. I'm Coach Havens. And, uh, no, I'm Trey to the max extreme. Trey? <laughs> yeah. Who was that guy that banged on his wedding? What was his name? Like, Goomer or something? <laughs> what? <laughs> they had, like, a weird name. It was, like, I don't know, it was, like, Zoom or something. Dude looked like Fabio. Yeah, the dude looked oh, like Fabio. Yeah. I, I would have gone in the laundry room with him. I mean, come on. Yeah, oh probably probably Goomer. Yeah, it's probably yeah, it's his probably name. probably Goomer. Then I'll be Goomer. <laughs> was it Gumby? <laughs> yeah, his name was Gumby. He walked by sledding on one foot. <laughs> uh, we are going to be talking about Muriel's wedding uh, due to our fan service November. Yeah. Uh, Judith wrote in and said, this is the movie for you three. Yeah. She loves it, but do we love it? We'll find that out later. We'll find that out at the top of the hour. Is oh! Try to get it past him. <laughs> Top of the hour is my cue, baby. <laughs> He's too good for us. That's right. Check it out on the Patreon. Uh, right. Before before we go on, we're watching chiropractic videos in the background. <laughs> Due because, to the one uh, guy's because letter. Because of, of a Paul McCracken last week. That's right. Since we had the election on the Titantron last week, now we're putting chiropractor videos on the Titantron. <laughs> For something to comment on throughout right. the, throughout the show, from time to time, we right will tell you. Right now, he is uh, he has a uh, weird hammer wand <laughs> that he's just hitting him in the knee with. Yep, checking out some reflexology. Yeah, that's right. Looks like he's not reacting, but it could be the drugs this guy's probably on. Yeah, maybe it's the Air Jordans that are covering his ankles. <laughs> uh, anyway, more more on that later. More on that. Are you happy, Paul? We got we got this guy just playing on a loop pretty yeah. much <laughs> uh but we're gonna get into some news right up top of the show yeah i'm gonna start with this did you guys catch snl this last week i wanted to didn't get around to it dave chappelle was the guest host yeah. and foo fighters were the musical guest the musical guest musical guest <laughs> um i love it when dave chappelle 
is on Saturday Night Live. I think he's only ever hosted twice. Yeah. But both times. The first time was when Trump got elected. The first time was when Trump got elected, and it was a slew of amazing skits. Yeah. That it was like Chappelle show on Saturday Night Live, pretty oh, yeah. much. This one, I don't, like, I only saw the edited for time one on yeah. Hulu or whatever. Yeah. But they had an amazing skit on there where um, Maya Rudolph played Aunt Jemima. <laughs> Keenan Thompson played Uncle Ben. And they were in a boardroom saying, like, oh, guys, sorry, we can't do these mascots anymore. They're getting us into trouble. You guys are fired. And then they're like, well, what about that guy? And then they digitally enhance Dave Chappelle's voice to be super deep so he's the Allstate guy. <laughs> That skit is amazing. And his whole uh, monologue in the beginning is great because he, I don't know how he gets away with it. Yeah. But he, either he just ad libs and goes on and not on a script or whatever. But like. I heard parts of it and he definitely goes in on like COVID a lot. Yeah. Trump and COVID is like the two big things he goes in. Yeah. And even like tries out, seems like new material (laughs) because he's like says something that gets no laugh and he's like. Okay, not doing that one anymore. And then uh, <laughs> he says something else, and he's like, "Come on, Lauren, what are you doing? I thought we were doing a comedy show here, or something like that." Anyway, great. I love it when Dave Fantastic. Chappelle's on. You should check it out on Hulu or Peacock. Yeah. Oh. If nobody's like. got that, it's free if you want it. Nobody's got that. <laughs> or you can have it the many paid tiers. I have the free version, yeah. which doesn't let you watch anything you ever want to. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> on a related note, they put all of Chappelle's show on net- on Netflix. Oh, did they? Yeah, I wanted to watch it, but I guess Molly's not a fan. So Molly, now I gotta watch Strike it. Strike one. I've never seen it. Really? You've never seen Chappelle's show? I mean, maybe like an episode here and there back in the day, but oh, it's fun. Don't remember much of it. I think it was ahead of its time. It was and pushed the boundaries that needed to be pushed. It did. It was great. Okay. It was good. Uh, to, uh, check that out. <laughs> uh, we're also enjoying some Moscow mules here made by the one oh, yeah. Coach Havens himself. Uh, I Over have, here. yes. Uh, tune in at the end of the show to see how much I slur my speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love myself a mule. Uh, old cozy Jack Donkey over here with his Moscow mules. Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> now I maybe I don't want to push ahead into like way, what you were watching something else uh, like at the end of the show. But uh, how far are you on the boys? I did not watch any this past week. Good. Well, I'll just continue with what I was going to say instead. Okay. Yeah. Season three of the boys, uh, the they had like a uh, a photo out of the the first page of the script and the it's entitled uh, payback. Oh. Now, I don't if that has a double entendre. I don't know, but in the is it book, a pay per view. <laughs> in the book, there is a Avengers esque team called Payback, and so I'm hoping to oh. see uh, a fun like boys take on the Avengers if that's what they're going for in this next coming season, wow. juxtaposed to the boys or the uh, the seven, the seven. who are like a Justice League yeah. ripoff. Oh. So that'd be, that'd be oh. kind of fun to see. They yeah. bring in two yeah. groups. Yeah. And it's like a spoof on all of, like, Captain America, Hulk, Thor. I like, know that they were, yeah, I heard that they cast someone to play, like, a Captain America-esque type character for season three. Then this probably is going to be it. 
There you go. So it uh, should be fun. should be fun to see. Yeah. Uh, did I see, also maybe you have it in the notes, season three of another I don't have show? anything else. I, no. Did I see season three of Umbrella Academy? Got oh, yeah. That, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that got yeah, yeah, yeah. And also a season three of Mandalorian got greenlit, too. Wow. Woo. Everyone's getting season three'd. Golly. Man, that's threes all S-threed. up in this B. <laughs> also, Troy, watch the last two episodes of Mandalorian. Oh, good. We'll get into that maybe later. All right. Okay. Talk about it later. Uh, guys, due to the current pandemic, the Mortal Kombat movie, that the, the reboot, it's on a delay. Oh. It's supposed to come out March 2021. Now it's TBD. Oh, oh that's no. really bad. Got tibbed. Yeah, I got tibbed. But the, the uh, uh, a fella asked the director what's going on. If he's got anything to share right now because they're on a bit of a break because of COVID 19. Yeah. But they are going to plan on going into reshoots and then possibly a teaser <gasps> is sooner yet later to come. That doesn't make any sense. Come sooner than later. I'd be curious to see where, where they go with this. If it's like a, a more indie grounded version or if they just go full big budget on it. I don't know. I would assume if it doesn't like equal or surpass the original. I don't know yeah. why you'd want it. Especially when like the games now are like pretty. They look great and yeah. they've totally revamped it just so it's not like as corny as it was before. Yeah. Like, my mom walks in on me playing Mortal Kombat, and she's like, is that... you watching a movie? Is that real? Are you watching a movie? <laughs> I played Mortal Kombat at Old Buck's house over here uh, oh, yeah. about a week ago. Oh, yeah? First time in, like, 15 years I played Mortal Kombat. <laughs> We're still tied one-to-one. That's right. We need that tiebreaker. Button-mashing bitch over here just fucking... <laughs> hey, RoboCop. Yeah. Uh, wait, no, I lost his RoboCop. I beat hey, you as Ja. Who was that? Good, good podcast well, in here. Remember. I thought you were going to say Ja Rule for a no, second. Yeah, we no. played Def Jam Vendetta. Was it Kano? <laughs> yeah, he beat me as Kano. Yeah. yeah. Kano's a good right. button masher character. Well, mm. call me old button masher Kano. All you got to do is just press like X and a bunch of arrow buttons, and he just freaking rolls into a ball <laughs> into you 40 times. <laughs> hey, listeners, do you think Bucky's a little butthurt about that? Ooh. Guys, I'm not saying I'm losing sleep. I'm not saying I'm losing sleep over it, but I did raise my arm, my fist to my dogs at one point. Oh, I was just, just like, like, fucking Kano! <laughs> Hello, baby. <laughs> Hello, baby. Got you from here to here. <laughs> uh, guys, I don't know how you feel about Johnny Depp. I think I know how you feel about Johnny Depp, JT. But, Gotta uh, love him. Uh, that's I like exactly. Johnny Depp. Uh, well, you may be upset to hear that, uh, that uh, he was fired from Fantastic Beast 3. What's yeah. eating old Gilbert over there? Uh, due to allegations of maybe he's a wife beater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like Johnny Depp anymore. Well, there's been allegations on both sides. Yes, there's been allegations that Amber Heard is a husband beater. Yes, I think it, I think it might go both ways here yeah. in this situation because I think in a court somewhere that they did accuse him that he is one. Yeah, uh, but also allegations against Amber Heard are just as equal of them just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, uh, they're made for each other. I, I ironically, do you think alcohol is a factor? <clears throat> Um, I wouldn't throw it out the sure. window. Yeah. Maybe. Speculation. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, there's also a, um, what, what do you call those things where people sign them? Petitions. Oh. <laughs> those things. <laughs> they cease and desist? Uh, to get Amber Heard out of the DC movies. Yeah. And out of the Aquaman sequel. It's got nearly a million signatures on it. 900,000. 
at this wow. point. So there you have that. Take that well, as what you will. Don't hit your significant other. Moral yeah, story. Don't be smacking people around. Not a good, not a good people. idea. Yeah. yeah. You'll get fired from Aquaman or whatever the movie yep. Johnny Depp yeah. is in. Yeah, if you're an Aquaman, you'll get fired <laughs> if you hit your spouse. Uh, but now there are talks that Mads Mikkelsen may yeah. take Johnny Depp's role in the Fantastic Beasts movie. Yeah, I'm not opposed uh, to that. I mean, he did start out as Colin Farrell, didn't it? Yeah. And then it turned to Johnny Depp. Yeah. And then it could be Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. I was hearing Great. that. <laughs> I was hearing they should do. Uh, I was hearing people <laughs> saying that they should do, like, the Heath Ledger version of this and just have him be, play a different person. Oh, the Dr. Um, Parnassus? Yes, yeah, the <laughs> imaginary of Dr. Parnassus and just have him be played by a different person in every movie. I like that movie. As, as horrible as the timing was that he passed away while making the movie. I yeah. thought they took a great spin on it, and like I do, I do want to go back and rewatch it. Cause I remember watching it. I think I was just coming off of like how much I loved him in the Dark Knight, and then this definitely not being the Dark Knight. Yeah, it made me. Uh, it it, it uh, lowered my expectations a little bit, but I, I know now I want to go back and watch it with knowing kind of what I'm getting into. Yeah, do you know what this movie is? No, I don't. <laughs> the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Uh, Doctor Parnassus is like. I don't know. I don't even know what he really like he is. He creates like another dimension or something. Yeah. And there's but... like, and then like uh, Heath Ledger plays like this guy that like he goes between like the real world and like this like dimension that he built. And every time he goes into the other dimension, he he's played by another character, like another actor, because they didn't film any of that shit with him. Yeah. So they make it up that like he turns into someone else when he goes into this other dimension. So like sometimes he's played by Jude Law, sometimes he's played by Johnny Depp, and then I think someone else too. Colin Farrell. Colin I think Farrell. Is the other yeah. One. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, m maybe I'll check it out sometime soon, but that's a lie. <laughs> uh, last bit of news I got here, guys. Yeah. Uh, video game news. Oh, Vidya! Ma Marvel's game. Avengers. Yeah. Uh, not doing great oh. out there. It was, no. uh, Square Enix put out this game thing. It was going to be a big old huge hit because uh, it's got uh, superheroes in it. Marvel properties, hot, hot, hot. It's H-A-W-T. Uh, hot, 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 hot. Um, you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? But <laughs> I would. <laughs> it, uh, it is linked that Marvel's Avengers may have lost Square Enix $48 million. <laughs> um, the total loss is probably more because I think it was it cost like $170 to $190 million to make this. And total sales of the game only got to three million. Oh boy! Granted, there's like in-game purchases and stuff like that as well yeah. that probably boosted its overall gross. Yeah. Um, but in the first month, players online dipped to a thousand to two thousand within the first month, and the last recorded, uh, at least in the article I read, there's only seven hundred ninety-eight people on the servers. Oh, this oh. movie came out like, or, or this game came out two months ago. It came out already. Yeah, see, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know god. that it was out yet. Yeah, it's out. Oh god. Maybe that's a bad marketing. It, yeah. Also, it was buggy when it first came out, and Ooh. people don't like no. the microtransactions in it. Oh, there's my oh, fuck kind that of. Let like, me. There e is. That's, and like, isn't, that's what fucked over EA. 
Yeah. You can buy... I went to grab for a pen that wasn't there. <laughs> I saw that! <laughs> um, anyway. Two on the Patreon. <laughs> wait, how, wait, hold on. Let's think... Why is this woman posing like this? Oh, I think her, her back hurts so much she has to be... So she has to stand like that? Bent over, I guess. Hands on each knee. Hands on each knee. One knee is bent way more than the other. Is it's there... like the ultimate horse pose that so most women the... <laughs> do on Facebook now. <laughs> the ultimate horse pose? Ultimate you horse pose. You can't tell me you've never seen the ultimate horse pose. I can honestly say I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, now he's... If you guys can watch it... <laughs> oh, my God. You need to get the Patreon, people. I'm doing the ultimate horse pose. And you know exactly what, what I'm talking oh about now, don't you? I know what you're talking about. This one, right here. It's a great visual joke for this audio medium. <laughs> Hold on. Let me take Patreon. a picture of this woman. Yes. Oh, you're going to put... Oh, I thought take it was a picture be of the woman that's standing the way she's standing. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need some audio right, to now, keep now, rolling. Now, now, do, now do the pose. There we go. This is this is exclusive. That will be put on the Twitter later so you guys know what we were talking about. <laughs> Until yeah. you forget at the end of the Until night you and forget, be like, what yeah, the fuck be like, is this? Why the fuck do I have these? Oh, I should probably post these. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all my news. That's all I got. So that's you. All right, so let me uh, pull up my news while we watch this woman... Pose like she's in front of a horse. She's wearing quite a low-cut shirt for no having shit. to bend over most of this. She wants to get her ding ringered or something. <laughs> <laughs> this guy that we're watching now does a move called the ring dinger. Yeah. Which is wrapping a towel around your neck and yanking on your head very hard. Oh. Yeah. That's a ring-a-ding-dong dandy right there. That's right. Yeah, now she's standing straight. Man. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Live right commentary. Now. This is for you, Paul. Live commentary over this very silent chiropractor. <laughs> uh, so, uh, guys, got some Britney Spears news. Britney Spears. Finally. Uh, for uh, I know at least Reedskeets always updated me on Britney Spears news <laughs> when I was back at the pig. So this is for you, Reedskeets. <laughs> That I guess she lost a court battle oh, to remove her father over the control of her own estate. Oh, no. She's like, <laughs> she's 38 years old. Yeah. I don't know what the hell this guy has over her that he's like, still has control over her estate. But she's taking him to court saying that she's like, fearful of him. Yeah. Like, like the, like, there's like all those weird videos that she's put out where it's like, I don't know. There's been like that shit where like, people have like, messaged her being like, blink twice. If, uh, if you're in danger and then she does blink twice. Oh, God. And it's, like, all this shit where, like, people are convinced that she's, like, being held against her will somewhere. Oh, Who's this? Britney Spears. she bald again? <laughs> not bald, oh. but she definitely looks like she's not doing well oh. in the things that she's been putting out. Oh. Hitting oh. her baby one so, more time? Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, Britney Spears, we're thinking about you. Keeping in our hearts and our yeah. thoughts. That's right. Thoughts yeah. and prayers. T's and P's. Hopefully you're not a you're not a slave to anyone else. Like you are a slave a slave to you. Her her dad? Yeah. Well, I was mostly, Allegedly. I was mostly trying to, <laughs> to I'm a slave to dad. To dad. <laughs> So there you go. Britney Spears, hopefully uh, hopefully uh, you get out of that shit. Yeah, and hopefully some awful news article doesn't come out right after this podcast run. Oh my god. <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrible? <laughs> wow. We'd be fucked. 
man. Guys, the Christmas season right around the corner. Hashtag Chavi Shivers. Chavi Shivers. That, that Very Christmas, merry review review pod. That Christmas special right around the corner. Can't wait for it. Chavi Shivers. But anyways. I'm going to annihilate her. <laughs> everyone gets in the Christmas spirit when it comes to this time of year. I was talking about like possibly doing a Hallmark Christmas movie for our Christmas special. <laughs> we'll figure something out when we get to it, but we'll, we'll find there. out. But anyways, uh, Netflix reporting that half of their total subscribers have watched at least one of their original holiday movies. Okay. That's so quite a lot. There's yeah, a lot of subs. <laughs> a lot of subs. A lot of them maybe liking Christmas. They and, lot, they and Christmas original movies. Christmas specials. Yeah. As it is. Yeah. Cause I I guess there's there is a few Christmas movies on there. There's that one that kinda wanted to watch where Kurt Russell plays Santa. Yeah, I think I watched that last year, like I had it on the background. It's not bad. So you're one of them. Yeah, uh, but it could have been <laughs> I wanna know how many of that half had it on in the background. And did other things. True. <clears throat> like that, while they're boning? No, probably not even that. No. Probably oh, just no. like... <laughs> not even that. Oh. Probably like, if it's around the holiday time, just wrapping presents maybe. Oh, yeah. That's put, a thing people do. Putting up uh, putting up the Christmas decorations. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I like Christmas music when I'm doing that. Oh, that's very good. It's the I holiday don't like... season. <laughs> I don't so like putting up uh, any decorations. And don't forget <laughs> to hang up your stockings coming down the chimney now. Why is that a Christmas song? <laughs> the best Christmas song. <laughs> oh, man. But they also have that. I've also heard that it's really good. That animated movie Klaus. I heard it's really good. Oh, yeah. I think I had, I've had that on the background, too. <laughs> ah, you are just you're a repeat offender over there. <laughs> repeat offender. Uh, <laughs> so there for, you go. For no reason the other day, Macy wanted to watch The Grinch. The, oh. illu- the Illumination version of it. The one that was made by like the people who made Despicable Me. Oh, yeah. the brand new one. Yeah, the Benedict or, Cumberbatch yeah, one. Benedict Cumberbun. That's the, right. The, my uh, kids love the Jim Carrey. I haven't seen that one in forever. Oh, it's on. It'll. It's probably on right now at my house. <laughs> it will be coming soon to every TV to in my house. Your theater. It'll be coming theory. down the chimney. Whoop dee doo. well, from the holidays to something more scary. Oh, a uh, Hubie Halloween. We're all looking for. Of course. <laughs> We're all looking forward to that quiet place, too. Yes. But uh, might, the universe might be expanding for a quiet place, where they might be doing a quiet place spinoff. Uh-huh. A loud uh, place. Directed by Jeff Nichols. Okay. So we'll see. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe uh, we might get a quiet place universe. Maybe we'll it'll turn into like a, a walking dead juggernaut that we can't fucking escape. Wow, 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 wow. That sounds horrible and bad. <laughs> yeah. Horrible and bad. Let's do a Quiet Place series where no one fucking talks. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I like that. Movies? Cinematic openings only? No TV? Yeah, it's just a movie for right now. Okay. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. Let's see what happens with that. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We shall see. 
boy howdy. Uh, my last bit of news, uh, guys. Jordan Peele. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we haven't heard a lot from. Well, we haven't heard a lot from a lot of people because of uh, COVID and shit. But I guess Universal. <laughs> yeah. Has scheduled a new Jordan Peele horror film for twenty twenty two. My lord, are you still making that Akira movie? Or was he ever doing that? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Still staying in that horror genre. He's good at it. Yeah. Get Out was good. Us was a little bit of a dip, but it was still pretty good for yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate horror movies, guys. I oh am not a huge... I don't watch them. I don't watch a ton of them either, but when I do jump in, I only watch what is, like, highly acclaimed. So, yeah. like, I'm like, okay, this is good. It's I like horror it. horror snob. Horror. I, I steer clear of all of them. Too oh, spooky. Boy. Too spooky. <laughs> When I was a kid, yeah, I would have to run as fast as I could. Little See, little fat Cole. Giving this woman the Heimlich, he was pushing the shit out of her chest. <laughs> oh, my God. Getting, getting fresh. He took the shit out of her leg. Watch this. He's going to do it to the next one. Yeah, get a good grip. Jesus. <laughs> Literally moved that woman about six inches on that table. <laughs> Holy shit. It looks like her ass flattened out. What are you Based being so that? judgmental for? <laughs> no, not like... Like it looked like her, like her, her lower body got smaller when he. Quit being so up. judgmental. Her lower body got smaller. Oh, maybe God, she, now, he's, oh. now he's chicken winging her. Oh. Oh, pop that elbow right pop out of socket. Pop that elbow in. She's over here laughing. Good God. Anyways, little old fat Cole. Paul, are you, are you liking this? <laughs> is this doing it for <laughs> you? Just yelling at these <laughs> videos in the background. <laughs> Little old fat Cole would run up the stairs from the basement of his mom's house because he was afraid of the dark down there. Oh, gosh. I uh, thought Freddy Krueger lived in the furnace. <laughs> oh, my God. Like Home Alone? Yes. And it would talk to me. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, no, don't watch horror movies now that I'm an adult and have the God. choice. I have... So, I uh, this last Halloween, Red Letter Media well, did... This last what? Fuck you. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not what you said. Uh, this last Halloween, <laughs> Red Letter Media was doing a review of like some of the middle Friday the 13th movies where they kind of start going off the rails. Not that they didn't like really start on any rail, but like yeah. they quickly depart into like where Jason like is just burned alive and then reincarnated and then goes to space and all this shit. Yeah. And it kind of got me into the mood to watch all of those. Oh man! Because looking at them now, I'm like, those look like a lot of fun. Yeah. They're just like slash 'em ups or whatever. And I haven't seen a few of them either. Yeah. But I remember like there's been some weekends when I'd spend the night. Or the weekend yeah, at that, your that, whole yeah. house. There was that one time, I think it was like when Halloween, like it was like Friday the 13th, I can't remember what it was. I think it was just a Halloween like marathon on like a TNT or something. Uh-huh. And we tried to watch all of them in one in one night. Yeah. And yeah, we were just too scared. Like it scared us so much that we just like thought that someone lived under my porch. <laughs> And would stick a knife up through the porch yeah. boards or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. We had like a fucking 24-pack of Pepsi that we'd go out and grab one every once in a while. And we'd like sneak out there and grab one real fast and run back into the house. That's me still today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, I might want to do that. Um, uh, Friday 13th, actually, uh, when this drops, is tomorrow. Oh, oh goddamn. Yep. 
Oh, oh, oh god damn. Oh god damn. Throwing that out there, guys. Look out, y'all. Friday the 13th. Maybe there's a fan request, a fan service job <laughs> for Friday the 13th. I already got the whole month booked. I'm sorry. I can't that's, that's do it. Fine. That's fine. Um, is that all your news? That's all my news. Oh, that's interesting, boys, that that's all your <laughs> oh, news. No. Because you talk about comes. news. How dare you shove Cole right off that chair and well, right in. Guy's pretty fat, but I got him right out of there. Stupid <laughs> bastard, Cozy Jack. He doesn't wear that black resist all hat. <laughs> Didn't get trained how to talk from the cowboy. You can't even wait for your own intro either. What intro? <laughs> What intro? That's a damn good intro. You know it's better though. Boomer sooner. That's exactly how it goes, you piece of shit. So, I got a little present for you here, boys. Present? Oh, what is this loose bag? Oh my god, I brought a loose bag. I got some chipotle ketchup. Oh my god. <laughs> and I got some jalapeno oh, mustard. Jalapeno some mustard. main event mustard up in here. Oh, we got triscuits. Shit. I even brought the fancy club crackers if oh, you wanted some. Oh my god! But we're gonna do a, a whole bag, a whole box. It was just. A, I put the rest bag. in my chili earlier tonight. <laughs> I put the rest in my chili. All right, I'm gonna grab two so, crackers. We're gonna crack open. We're gonna do a live tasting on the podcast. Oh my oh, I'm god! I'm gonna open up this chipotle ketchup. It's chipotle. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled wrong on the packaging. Chip- it's Chipotle. Chipotle. Well, How do you say it? Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. 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 Okay. Chipotle. Hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> God. The taste. It, the flavor. It is so fucking good up in here. <laughs> God. Man. Go ahead, Bucket. Why take. is this the show anymore? <laughs> is, this, is, this taste, is this tasting brought to us by Blue Chew? <laughs> it's tasting brought to you by Blue Chew. Get your dick hard. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, Bucky? Main event mustard yeah, or gonna, chipotle I'm ketchup? I'm going to try one of each. I'm I think try you this. should. I'm going to try this we're gonna chipotle. Get, we're going to get these sales through the roof. Chipotle it's a holiday ketchup. season. Buy them for your family. Uh, so I... Are, is this a, a taking back segment as well, or is this? Just oh, you're a, fucking oh, right, shit. it is. <laughs> okay, I was just making sure. We're going back, baby. The whole decade of the '90s. Whoo! The entire decade. Mm. Decade. I want to. <laughs> Into the microphone. That's a good. That's that's right, a good. I'm gonna try this chipotle ca- ketchup. You guys ready? It's chipotle. Ch- Go chipotle. ahead. Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> chipotle. Yeah. Okay. What was that accent? Oh wow, that's really fucking good. Kicks you in the ass, don't it? That's really fucking good. Mmm. You can taste the chipotle. Oh, did yeah. you? <laughs> you gotta try my main event mustard now. <laughs> All right. It's got the jalapenos in it, a little spice in your life. Oh my! You ain't got it in the bedroom. You got it on your crackers. Some jalapeno mustard, as you. I'd let uh, I'd let that chipotle ketchup eat crackers in bed. I tell you Ooh. what. Oh, is this good? Right. There you go. Oh. Here we go. Let's try it. Here we go. Mm. Give me your honest thoughts, gentlemen. Mm. Mm. It's not bad. You put that shit on anything. Put it on shoe leather. <laughs> you know, both are great. Right now, I'm leaning Chipotle ketchup. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Same. Maybe the uh, heavy weave of the of the wheat triscuits um, are overpowering the main event mustard. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, that Chipotle ketchup. That's top notch. That's, That's the one to beat. It's good. Yeah. Good job, Cozy Jack. Well, I thought you'd like that, gentlemen. I'm glad okay, you yeah. did. You can get them at what? JRsBBQ.com? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's JRsBarbecue.com. Gotcha. Okay, it's B-A-R-B-Q. JRs, that's J-R-S-B-A-R-B-Q. JRs, I don't know who the hell does my website, but that's how they made it. JRsBarbecue.com. Okay? Here Look we for go. that chipotle ketchup and the Ow. main event mustard, okay? Crack my knee off yeah. this table. Look now, for that chipotle ketchup. It's really good. I, I haven't tried it yet. I'm going to try it when we're done. But, I mean, I made it, so I know it's good. <laughs> Anyways, gentlemen, special night here tonight. Special night. A special night. We're talking... The entire decade of the nineties. Wow, wow, wow! wow. You've really outdone yourself. Top ten movies, entire decade of the nineties. Okay, okay. Coming in at number DAs. That's for all my Spanish-speaking friends. <laughs> Thank you. That's ten. What do you think, number ten? Fun and educational review review podcast. It- <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing JR is, it's educational. Uh, it's a Pixar movie. Toy Story. Go one up. Toy Story 2. <laughs> Come on. It's Toy Story Dose. Toy Story 2 coming in at $245 million. Million. In 1999. Number Ooh, nine. Just, just made the cut. Just made the cut. Just made the cut. Within months. (laughs) Number nine. $250 million. That was my last paycheck (laughs) from my Chipotle ketchup sales. Coming in 1997, a buddy action movie. Sci-fi action comedy, Buddies. Men in Black. It was Men in Black. Did I give too many damn hints? yeah. I, I don't think so. I think the sci-fi was needed, because I would have just said Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 2, Lethal Weapon 3. Well, Lethal Weapon, I think, was... That was 80s. 80s. Lethal Weapon 4. The first one was Jesus Christ! <laughs> I think the first one was the 80s. I think the uh, 2, 3, and 4 were in the 90s. In Maybe. your face. Majority 90s. <laughs> Numero Ocho. That's number 8. You got it. Number 8. Yeah. Coming above... $285 million. Kevin! Oh, it's Home Alone. It's Home Alone, it's baby. Home Alone. Filmed in Chi-Town. Scary Furnace. Scaring Cole. <laughs> yeah, that pussy. <laughs> Uncle oh, Frank, God. that dick. <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> Who was the tarantula guy? Kevin? No, that's Kevin was the Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Who was the tarantula? Buzz. I just remember it. Buzz. Buzz. Fuller, easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> what a stupid name, Buzz. If your name is Buzz, I'm sorry. It's not you. It's just a guy. Number seven. Sorry. Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story 2, the number 10. Yeah, sorry, Buzz, Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> you went to the moon, but you're a fucking dick because your name's Buzz. <laughs> Cozy Jack gives no fucks, okay? <laughs> All I give a shit about is my main event mustard. Number seven, $293 million. I see dead people. Oh, oh my that's God. That's the sixth sense. 
the sixth sense. I covered on this show, we actually did. <laughs> Thanks, Yoda. My lips started. <laughs> my lips. <laughs> covered on this show, we did. Hold on, hold on. Covered on this show, we did. No, that sucks. You sound like Scooby fucking dude. <laughs> Whoa. Number six. My lips starting to hurt. Three hundred and six million dollars. A nineteen ninety six sci-fi action film. Independence Day. It is Independence Day. What was with Will Smith? <laughs> the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, old Uncle Phil, <laughs> the nephew of Uncle Phil, coming in all these sci-fi action films. Well, he was hot. He was hot. He was hot, hot in the nineties. Well, that's your opinion. Old Jr. likes the ladies, but you know. <laughs> oh Number five, God. Blue Chew. That's what I'm talking about. Get your dick hard. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> we got a cartoon. Now JR don't like cartoons. Oh no. They're for kids. Taking the family to. But you know what? JR saw this one. Well, technically, uh you're a big fan of Paddington, and Paddington was originally a cartoon. Yeah, but when I watched it it was the movie. <laughs> you okay? only like the live action. I like Paddington. that CGI bear. He does it for me. <laughs> so what it's do you real. think? Of- did, have you ever watched the cartoon Paddington? What do you think of that? I've never seen the cartoon Paddington because cartoons, JR, don't do cartoons. <laughs> JR's a cowboy. Cowboys don't like cartoons. Number five. Let me get back to my countdown here. Oh, Cozy Jack countdown. <laughs> CJC up in the house. <laughs> 312. You know, there's another guy I know that likes doing initials for things, too. Who the fuck are you talking about? I, you, you, I think you pushed him out of your chair to do this. That cold piece of shit. Yeah, he loves making initials for things. Really? Oh, whiskey, whiskey shivers. I heard of him. <laughs> He's gonna beat the shit out of Rita. Number five. <laughs> Damn it! It's the Lion King. I'm just gonna throw it at you. You won't let me spit out my. <laughs> is it because? Is it because I don't know who's in this? <laughs> No, wasn't it the kid from Home Alone? I mean... mean, (laughs) No, wasn't it the kid from Home Improvement that did one of the voices? Yeah, JTT. See, I know this shit. And Matthew Broderick. I didn't know Matthew Broderick was in it. He's actually in a majority of the movies. And James Earl Jones, too? Yeah, he was Mufasa. Fuck me, I didn't know any of that. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> well, You're coming with one name and all of a sudden you know the whole fucking movie. No, he Speaking came of... in with Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you assholes are making fun of me and I don't appreciate it. I bring, I bring you Chipotle ketchup and main event mustard and you shit all over me. Number four. Next time I'll probably bring you a box of chocolates. Forrest oh, Gump. Forrest? It's Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, otherwise known as Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I just say shit and see when it sticks to the wall. Number three. $357 million. Yeah. Upon its first release. Sci-fi again. Adventure. Matrix. I wish I remembered the song to this because I'd sing it right now, but I'm not. I'm not thinking about it. There was plenty of sequels done, not the Matrix. <sighs> Takes you back to prehistoric times. Uh, 
Jesus. What? That prehistoric. It's like game. number three? This is the number three? Number three. Jurassic Park. It's Jurassic Park, you oh. assholes. All right. didn't I was take like, take it back there. They... Well, you don't physically go back, <laughs> but things are brought to you from prehistoric you time. You said we go back there. Okay, now moving on. Number two. <laughs> number two. This movie fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode one of a franchise. Oh, that was a Phantom Menace? Yeah, it's a Phantom Menace. An old Cole here that I just pushed out of this stupid seat turned that shit off 30 minutes in when he was watching it. That's, that's true. But then didn't he turn it back on and love it? Then he turned it back on and loved it, realized he made a mistake. <laughs> Number one of the 90s, and I think one of the top movies of all time grossing. Oh, I know this one. Uh, takes place on a boat. Titanic. It's Tit Anic. <laughs> Titties Anic. Come on. It is old Titanic itself hitting the big berg and going down. Old Jimmy K. Old, Jimmy Cams. That's right. Old, old Jimmy, Jimmy K. Cams. Jimmy <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> So there you go. Cozy Jack takes back top movies of the 90s. Maybe next week we'll do top movies of the 2000s wow. as we close out wow, wow, wow. the year. And we got several weeks. Maybe I have to do top movies of the 40s by the time we're done. <laughs> but anyways, it will happen. Say there's still a little bit left in the year. We're closing out a Cozy damn Jack. decade, right? Or are we starting a decade? We are my starting lips are, My lips one. are done. I can't Start, even keep yeah, them we're anymore. starting at one in a decade. Oh, oh. oh shit. Well, anyways, <laughs> let me finish off with a quote from my good bear, Paddington. Oh, my God. Hey, we got a tweet from old Paddington over here. To get to a weekly thing where you read a quote from Paddington on Twitter. Well, they're the best. They make you feel good. You Damn go. it, it's like a good dose of Blue Chew in the morning. It's old like, Paddington. Paddington tweets are like Blue Chew for your heart. They are. They just make, make it grow real big. Make your heart hard. That's right. They make your heart real big. <laughs> Pounding, pulsing, throbbing. Anyways, old Paddington said, The day after Christmas, I have found that marmalade is very useful for most things in life, but not for sticking hair back in place. Oh. Fucking bear put marmalade in his hair. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Cozy Jack getting out here. Open that window. Here we go. Here we go. We gotta open it. Woo! It's cold out there. Holy. Close that shit. He took his clothes off before he jumped out, too. It's all that blue chew in his system. Some of that Chipotle ketchup. Oh, all right. Yeah, try some of that. Now that I'm back in my chair. Oh, my God. And going back to the screen, we got chiropractor on chiropractor action. Ooh. Oh! Right. He is a... I think this guy that he's adjusting his name is Shane Hightower. Yes. Chiropractor to the stars. Oh. That's the only people I've seen him do is, like... Heavy lifters and wrestlers. Oh, shit. And then the guy that does with the ring dinger is solely that. He just only ring dings people. <laughs> only ring ding. Now he's like, <clears throat> he's pulling on all of his fingers. He's going all joints all day. Anyway, chiropractors. <laughs> chiropractors. Chiropractic videos. Good. That's what we're doing. Paul, is this good? This is the only show we're doing it. Putting my foot down. <laughs> The Titantron can be used yep. for more things than yeah. this. Send us in your emails. What else do you want us to have in the background 
of the Titan Tron during <laughs> shows. Let us know. Speaking of emails. Hey! Well, that's a good segue there. Good segue for our mail scream. <laughs> Times two. There you go. We got another Mail one. Call. <laughs> that, got, seriously, JR stuff is really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah dude, for sure. Like ketchup yeah. really good. That is tasty. Man, putting that, that on a hot dog. Main event Ooh. mustard is really good, too. The what? Oh, boy. The main event mustard. Sounds weird when it's How said right. How else would you say it? <laughs> Sounds weird when it's said right. It clearly says, main event mustard. It, like, doesn't sit well with me now that it sounds like that. You're talking about old main event mustard? <laughs> Thank oh, you. God. Now let it wash It's my best me. impression of Cozy Jack. It's pretty close. Uh, could we use some work? Yeah. Um, from Travis Horn, writing back H- in. Here we go. Oh, gutter slutter? Gutter when slutter. your gutters are this slick, sometimes things slip my mind. That's the subject line. He writes, I must admit, I was wrong. For once. You're a big man. I did try to double dip. But when you have two slick gutters, you get greedy. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag greedy gutters over here. (laughs) All greedy gutters. Thanks for choosing my original movie and also giving uh, me hope that someday we planned uh, to... Oh, hold on. Hold on here, I'm just fucked not up. Get ahead of yourself Thanks there. for choosing my original movie, and also giving me hope someday we plan to talk about stupid idiot children being murdered by the British. <laughs> what was that movie? The Patriot. I'm sorry, oh. Judith. I'm sorry you're being exposed to this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Blasphemy against your country. Um, but I mean, there is a guy in the Patriot that burns children from Britain. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Um... <laughs> Saving Silverman coming up. His pick for Monday. Yeah. That's what we got. Um, great British baking thoughts. Not enough Tajiri on Japanese week. <laughs> also, the, <laughs> also, those cakes were amazing, but it was time for Rosy Cheeks to go. Listen, I was a big fan of Rosy Cheeks. He had a great head of hair. Rosy Cheeks? A man named Rosy Cheeks? Uh, are, they name... just, are they just kind of just, hey, you look like a Rosy Cheeks. Uh, this is the first time I've actually heard him say Rosy Cheeks. I mean, oh, okay. he was a... Very nice boy. Boy. He's a very nice man. (laughs) Look at you, elder statesman over here. (laughs) But he did get a little flushed. That tent's probably a little hot and stuffy. Okay. Will he sweat all over his shit or something? No. Uh, You know what? I'm not going to put that on him, okay? It was was sad to see him go. Fair enough. And this last week's elimination. My God. God. My God. Damn it. Um, Oh, and Cozy Jack, what's your favorite road story with the doctor? (laughs) <laughs> he just crawling through the window oh let me get back in here I open that window and uh well let me tell you oh, dr tom i guess he's talking about or is he talking about dr death next week can you tell me which one you're talking about but right now i'll tell you a good dr death story oh no yeah oh dr death got started in the old mid-south days under the cowboy and uh we were cruising down old Alabama roads down there back in the day before they had interstates. Uh, what are you playing over there, you piece of shit? I'm just... Don't worry about me. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're trying to cut me off on your stupid little itty-bitty songs. <laughs> Need some blue chew for them songs. Anyways, the doctor and a good old JR here cruising down with a couple of hot babes, and our car broke down. 
Well, the old doctor just picked up that fucking car on his back and carried the car, the babes, and me down to the nearest hotel. Didn't have any Bluetooth, but didn't need it back in 84. You fucked the car? Yeah, we fucked the chicks. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you doing in this crazy old town up here? Jesus Christ. Now we fucked the chicks. We fucked the chicks. Oh, gutter slutter, I bet you got some good stories. Send them in. During my we'll old skit, I want to hear about them. We'll see if we can read them. <laughs> uh, It'd be too racy. <laughs> oh, old Dr. Daddy's wearing a, a gee. <laughs> uh, anyway, that. that was sent from his iPhone. Oh, dish. shit, the window! <laughs> oh, oh, man, he jumped right back out. Uh, so there you go. That was... Oh, you ever heard that Dr. Death story? I, I was making myself a mule. What did I miss? Oh, my God. You have to listen in. Oh, oh, shit. Here we go. We got one other one. Sam writes in. Whoa, Sam's in I here. Still hate me, Sam? We'll see. Uh, <laughs> subject line, padded toilet seats because Troy asked, and I guess this is what the show is now. <laughs> uh, greetings, gents. It's your foreign correspondent, Northern Troll Sam. Troy recently asked on the Twitters for for and against padded toilet seats. Yeah. I simply stated in all caps, I have thoughts, so... Here they are because, fuck it. <laughs> Contrary to a joke, oldest man Eric heard around the Industrial Revolution, Canada does have running water and toilets, save for the numerous subjugated improv- impoverished, impoverished First Nations communities who are systematically being neglected by the white racists who run shit. Speaking of racists, hi, Cole. <laughs> oh! That Are you serious? Was a great setup. Who wants a mule? I'm making them. I'm out for a minute. I'll go ahead. Back. Go ahead. While yeah, Cole's out, you pissed me how, off, Sam. Look at how stacked this chick is on the fucking chiropractor video now. I think. Oh my god! Holy shit! Okay, calm down, Gotta fellas. Gotta get the side view on them tacos, <laughs> guys. Jesus Christ. Anyway. I have had both styles of toilet seats in my long, illustrious, not-shitting-on-the-floor career. Five years running, baby. <laughs> and whilst it's undeniable the padded seat is a comfortable squat, it does have numerous pitfalls which must be considered. For instance, when that cheap plastic, uh, when that cheap plastic does get something on it. Oof. I know. Uh, it's substantially more difficult to clean. And then there's the bit that, once aged, the cheap plastic splits and always in a spot that will pinch something yeah. in an area of the body that should only be injured by your trusty personal dominatrix. But the main reason for me crying foul to the padded seat is this. The dichotomy of assurance of the temperature of a toilet seat is one of life's greatest intrigues. A warm seat is arguably the most... This is what the show is now. This is what it is. A warm seat is arguably the most unnerving thing to befall your ass, including the stuff the aforementioned trusty Dom his has and will do. And yet the joyful affirmation of a chilly shitter... <laughs> And yet the joyful affirmation of a chilly Are you a shitting scientist? <laughs> a shitter seat is one of life's great little victories. A padded seat, however, is insulated, removing that assurance. It is never cold, only warm. It is always anxiety-fueled, plus at the end you might get your nut pinched only to turn around and see 
a two-month-old shit oh stain. God. Fuck that. Troy, you have to change this video. I'm just watching. I barely listened you... to half of this. <laughs> I'm just watching this woman's perfect ass get adjusted. Come on, guys. Un... I can't look at this. All right, we're done. We're done. <laughs> My God. Uh, She's wearing yoga pants. She might as well be naked. So for... And he's literally pushing on I the ass. get it. My God. <laughs> Holy shit. So for too long, I didn't want to read it in submission. Uh, he sends a YouTube video. We're going to play it on the Titan Tron. Oh, no. Oh, of course, it's a fucking ad. <laughs> God damn it. It's a 15 second ad. <laughs> What? Oh, oh wait, God this is damn! About, is it, this is about uh, this is about shitting on a toilet. Oh, I'm looking at the little preview <laughs> screen of what's coming up. This is about shitting on a toilet, right? You're only turn it up. Oh, I hate you! Great. The Everclear troll is continuing to roll on. Piece of shit. All right, that's enough. I mean, of that. shitting in a toilet is pretty wonderful in his in his defense. Um. Uh, and then he uh, closes out with saying, is this good? No. <laughs> there you go, Sam. I have another one from him a little bit later because his pick is, yeah. is next, next. Oh, for a week from fantastic. now. But we'll get to that fantastic. in a little bit later. Uh, Sam, I can't wait to go back and listen to the show because I was too busy watching a woman with just were a giant ass too getting her busy objectifying a woman it, on television. I'm not television. objectifying. It's perfect. My Listen God. back to it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you Will you just go do something quick? God. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, that brings us to Judith and her oh, letter. I'm sorry, Judith. I'm sorry, Judith. <laughs> sure subject line. Excited. She writes, Hi guys, I just finished listening to your Slapshot episode. Haven't actually seen that film, but I love listening to you guys anyway. Um, I was excited to hear at the end of the episode that my choice, Muriel's Wedding, is next! Haha, <laughs> that's gonna be an interesting listen. Time will yeah. tell. Time will tell. We haven't uh, even spoken about it yet. spoken about it yet. Very quiet. Um, I think you're either gonna love it or hate it or maybe just not get it, but either way, it'll be entertaining for me. There you go. Once you get this email, you'll probably have already seen it, but my advice would be to go give it a chance because, in my opinion, it gets better about 15 to 20 minutes into the movie, and, as I previously mentioned, it was a film that grew on me the more times I saw and now is a classic. Uh, anyway, I really hope you don't hate me for my pick. Judith, we don't hate you. Uh, I'm sorry if it wasn't you, your cup of tea. Can't wait to listen. Love, Jude. Hugs. Ah, oh, no hate, Jude. No hate. I do love that uh, out of our two Judes, Judith picked a movie made in the country of our other Jude. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Jude, t Jude 2? Well... Ladies first, so yeah, that's right. That's true. Jude Smith is now Jude too. Jude too. <laughs> we have a pick Sorry, from Jude too later in the month. Uh, no, he did not put one in. Oh, okay. But we've done we one, of done one of his requests before. Yeah, we did okay. a Life Aquatic with Steve. Zizu. Yes. Um, is it Jude? <laughs> it's a Jude. Jude. Yes. Yeah, it was a Jude. <laughs> sure. So that was our mail for the week. Very, very thankful we have our fans out there that'd like to reach out and Absolutely. just give their big dumb opinions as well. We love it. We love our fans. Uh, it's made it an entire month dedicated to them. That's right. November. we love them. November. Right. Fan service. No right. shave, nude November <laughs> to our fans. Yeah. No shave, no nut November. Yes. Yeah. 
So that's why Cozy Jack tore off all of his clothes and he was completely, <laughs> completely slick. He, he's, he's holding a lot While in this month. Snorting a line of just disintegrated He looked like he had alopecia. He looked like he, was, he shaved the shit out of himself. It's like a dolphin or porpoise. But he never takes <laughs> off that damn hat. Like a manatee just came into our room. Man. Um, Swinging that thing. <laughs> Swinging that thing. Oh, if you guys also want to know, I did put a poll up on Twitter. Yeah. Um, about padded toilet seats. Let me give you the results of that poll okay. before we go on to the Tournament of Random Movies poll. Yeah. What'd you have, like 700 votes on this damn thing? Let me see. <laughs> um, I mean, I got quite a bit, but uh, it, with 56 total votes, Jesus, wow. 75% of people are against padded toilet seats. I'm with okay. those people. Okay. That obviously is twenty five percent. I so toilets. I voted four on there, uh, but I don't think I would own a padded toilet seat. Just find them a luxury yeah. when you come if across. If I walk one. into a house that has it, I'd, I'd, I'd thank the owner for having <laughs> it. Give him a handshake. Give him a handshake. Cool. But I, okay. I don't think I'd ever want to own one. Like people okay. said before, like they crack. That's right. But you get like a perfect padded toilet seat. You can sit on there for as long as you want. Okay. And All right. it feels real nice. Okay. More important questions to come on my Twitter feed. Because I've got more <laughs> that I want to just... Good lord. Padded toilet seats are disgusting. My, I am also against padded toilet yeah. seats. Uh, my last Twitter poll was, is cheesecake a cake or a pie? That also got a lot of heat as well. Yeah. So are, I'll think of another one. You're dividing our country even more now. So. <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, so that's it. Um, what, uh, what do we got going? No, oh, do you got any? Before that, though, we gotta get a, we have a huge bit. Huge bit. Huge bit. Huge bit? Yeah. We do? Like a bit that you should oh. probably ask in the form of a question. Oh, I, <laughs> yes. So, yes, for, yes, yes. Uh, we gotta bring up our good old fashioned Neil's Bits. Sing it all. Sing it all, Troy. People Sing where you think the movie is. People die and it's the pit. It's the pit. So Listen to Tony Elbeth. Do, 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 I think uh, Neil's bit's one of the favorite parts for new listener Brayden. Oh, really? Yes. The Neil's bit's song itself is one of his favorite parts. Because we just talk about how annoyingly long it is <laughs> yeah. every time we play it. I think the first episode he listened to, we played it twice. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that would be like half the show. That might have been the Shit. lovely day, lovely day, lovely day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Alex Trebek, Alex Trebek passed yeah. away uh, after fighting a battle of pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Not uh, not a great way to go. Yeah. And I um, guess he still has Jeopardy episodes in the can up until Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah. Man. Like, I guess he was still filming like 10 days before he died. That is crazy. Yeah. And Man. all those game shows like film all of them in a day, like a week's yeah. worth of them in a day, which yeah. I didn't learn until like a year ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which makes me want to be a game show host so bad. Oh, yeah. that'd be Do amazing. Do one day of filming, and then oh you're God. off the rest of the week. 
Pat Sajak probably lives the best life. He only, yeah, he only, like, films for two days a week. And then he spends the rest of it just doing whatever the fuck he wants. Oh, my God. And he probably makes a million dollars. No shit. <laughs> Minimum. Van White doesn't Minimum. do shit. He just fucking wears different outfit, wears different dresses and fucking touches letters. That's the life, man. That's the gig you need to get. God damn, yeah. But Alex Trebek. I want to be the next Vanna White. <laughs> If that's if that's anything that comes out of Neil's bits of this week, you want to be the next Vanna White. <laughs> well, here's our here's uh, it's Pat Sajak and Joel. <laughs> then I like he kisses my cheek like he did Vanna White. Yeah. Like thanks, Pat. Bye, everybody. Uh, Do you guys know when he started hosting Jeopardy? When was Ooh. it? Uh, let me guess. Okay, take a guess, both of you. Uh, 1974. Okay. I was gonna guess 79. Actually, later than that. Okay. Oh. 84. Okay. Okay. 84. okay. But that's still, we're old, guys. Yeah. That's still 36 years. This is Jeopardy! Jeopardy! <laughs> Jeff. Je- Jeopardy! <laughs> oh God, we need to get that up, Jeopardy! Oh my God! All right, I'm gonna pull it up on this. Uh, I know you're not a fan of me playing YouTube videos on here, but I'm playing the Jeopardy. So while Bucky pulls God that up, uh, how crazy that Sean Connery and Alex Trebek week to week. Oh my God! Away. Yeah, when they're that. like the most famous SNL skits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. was seeing. I was seeing memes of like when your arch rival beats you to heaven, and it's just a thing of like Sean Connery saying "suck it, Trebek." Oh, so amazing. Of course, neither one of them were on the show. <laughs> All right, I'm pulling up Jeopardy. Uh, it's gonna play. Oh no, it didn't play an ad. All right, here we go, guys. You don't need to see. Just imagine a, a Jeopardy episode. This is Jeopardy. This is. Party. <laughs> Introducing today's contestant, a director of semantic technology from Charlottesville, Virginia, Jeff. An IT manager from Sharon, Massachusetts, Jeff. And our returning champion, a bakery owner from Knoxville, Tennessee, Jeff. Who's one day cash winnings total eight thousand one hundred dollars thank you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to our show good champion in jeff and jeff <laughs> and jeff happy to welcome you to our program as well here are the categories first off jeff 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 and jeff um let's try jeff for 200 <laughs> jeff jeff what is Jeff? Yes. Um, Jeff for 400. Jeff. Jeff. What is Jeff? That's right. Uh, Jeff for 600. Jeff. 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 What is San Francisco? No. Jeff. What is Jeff? Right again. Jeff for a thousand. Jeff. 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 And that would be Jeff. That was the dumbest our show will probably ever get. <laughs> Look it up on, on YouTube. Jeff Purdy. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. It's exactly what you just heard, but you can watch it. Now you can watch it. <laughs> but yeah, Alex Trebek, uh, huge passing. Yeah. Um, 
I know uh, friends of ours that tried to get on to Jeopardy. Yeah. It's hard. Too cerebral. Too cerebral Too for cerebral. him. <laughs> you gotta be a character. You gotta, gotta be a character. You gotta be character. You gotta be bright. The only one that was ever good is when the kids were on Jeopardy and I could answer every single one of those goddamn <laughs> questions. I fucking stuffed... What the fuck, you idiot? <laughs> fucking dunked on those kids, those dumb bitches. <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, uh, Celebrity Jeopardy, <laughs> an amazing homage. You wanted to say Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeopardy! <laughs> amazing homage to the man who made it, Jeopardy, Al Shebeck. You will be missed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Ken Jennings better do something for him. I, th- do I something. I heard a rumor that he might host the show. Oh, Ooh. I could see that. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would be uh, which would be good. Yeah. You know? Then he can stop getting in there and winning all people's money. Would that would that be good? I don't know. Is like, didn't he win? Didn't he win like the the? He wasn't he like now the the Jeopardy All Star? Like he won the whole. I thought there was like another guy that came out like the last two years that like beat his record. I think there but no, was. I think they did. They did like a Jeopardy All Stars where they brought in like all of the best champions, and I think he won it. Really? Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure. I, there was a guy that like figured out how to play the game, like like almost like cheat the system. But he wasn't cheating. He just learned how to like. He moneyballed in- it. Yeah, he moneyballed <laughs> it pretty much. He learned all the like little inter- in in whatever Intricate. that intri- intricities of the game. We only had two mules. <laughs> I was trying to say the wrong word. Anyway, and he would just Intricacies? like yes, and he would just like double down all those, and then daily double that shit, and then just that's how he did it. Yeah. Anyway, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> turn him random moot. Does anyone have any trailers? Uh, I didn't watch any Me trailers. Neither. No, nothing. I feel like all. I'm slowly falling out of the trailers, just based on how much weird bullshit we go through throughout all the sh- <laughs> the entire show. We're uh, talking about weird bullshit. <laughs> uh, any... Can I just say something really quick? Yes, you may. Reed is a stupid idiot. Wow. Okay. So I put on on Twitter a picture of uh, that you know cozy Jacks leaving his chipotle ketchup and main event mustard. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she put, oh, wow, you actually brought something you were supposed to. Great work, you fucking loser. Where's the symphony bar, you piece of shit? <laughs> I brought the symphony bar last week. That's true. You did bring the symphony bar. You we postpartum all... idiot. <laughs> Jesus, shut up. <laughs> Anyways, carry on. Turn random movies. She's stupid. <laughs> Turn random movies, everybody. What do we got? What do we have head to head this last all week? All right. Well, of course, last week we have. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory versus Patton. Yeah. The most making sense match we ever had. <laughs> That's right. And uh, despite you guys speaking out against it. Yeah. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I think in spite. Took it. Probably in spite. <laughs> in spite for sure. Yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory took it. So uh, that means we're getting to our quarter, I love a quarter, final match. Ooh. Our first one. Now this is how... I was going to lay it out where you guys draft it. So, I'm going to do a thing. This is Cole. I'm going to make have Cole decide whether he wants to do the first pick or second pick. The first pick means you get the first pick out of all the movies. The second pick means that at the last one, you get the final pick, and then Troy's stuck with what's left. Okay, okay. And then I'm going to split them up into blocks. So, this one will be the first match of block A. And then when Troy goes first, like if you go first this week, you'll be you'll be the first match in block A. And then next week, Troy will have the first <laughs> match in block B. And then we'll see, and then you guys will have the first pick in each block. So that'll, we might have a finals where you guys' 
movies go head to head. I follow. Possibly. I follow. So for the first match in Block A, Cole, do you want to go first or second? I want to go first. Oh my yes. god! Here we go. So Cole has his pick of all the movies lined up right now. We have V for Vendetta, okay. House of a Thousand Corpses, Revenge of the Nerds, Reservoir Dogs, The Matrix, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Unforgiven, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. House of a Thousand Corpses, House baby. House of a Thousand Corpses, the first movie in Block A. Give me, give me that Captain Spaulding. Tournament of random movies. Now, Troy, you can do some strategy here because, yeah, you have you have the second pick this week. But next week, you have the first pick. Okay. So you can kind of strategize of what movie you think might beat this one, but then still save, like, your first pick for, like, a fresh matchup next week okay what uh, can i have all the choices again all right so the f- choices outside of what cole pick house of thousand corpses we got yeah. beef vendetta yeah revenge of the nerds reservoir dogs the matrix who frame roger rabbit unforgiven and charlie and the chocolate factory i'm writing them down so i have them in front of me all right i am going to choose hmm what's it gonna be hmm Ain't nothing beating House of a Thousand. <laughs> I am going to choose Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. A pretty violent <clears throat> first matchup on our Block A. Yes. You're so. going down. Reservoir Dogs <laughs> versus House of a Thousand Corpses. We'll see who moves on next week. And then we'll see what the first match of Block B is, which will be Troy's picks. Troy's first picks against Cole's picks. Then we'll see who takes it all in the very end. Very good. Fun way. House of a Thousand Corpses versus Reservoir Dogs. Pretty decent. I can't really ask you guys what you're going to pick because you guys are competing against each other. That's right. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm definitely a Tarantino head. But oh, we know. But I haven't seen House of a Thousand Corpses in a long time either, so I, this might be like a day of kind of pick for me. Okay. Okay. Dirty knees. Japanese. <laughs> for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. Chime in about how, of course, Cole picks the one with the racist. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sam, just uh, give it up. Uh, will, that, will that do it, then? I think that'll do it, guys. All right, well, then that puts us right at the top of the hour. Seven and a half minutes after. Ah, shit. Pretty well, close, though. Pretty okay. close, not bad. We're getting in there. We're getting in there. I'm definitely not voting for House of Thousand Corpses. Oh, shit. Jude's pick, Muriel's Wedding, debuted in Australia September 29th 1994 hitting US shores March 10th 1995 with a budget of 9 million dollars I don't know if that's you or Australian or United States money not sure but domestically in the US What is Australian money called? Is dollars. It, is it dollars? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's called dollars. Dollar adus. Dollar adus. Dollar adus. Domestically made fifteen point one million dollars worldwide. Fifteen point four million dollars. Mm. Didn't do. I read on Wikipedia. Yeah, that this did gangbusters overseas, but all I could see 
is that it made like three hundred and sixty thousand dollars or something like that. Maybe that's a lot in dollar to dues. <laughs> Maybe that's right. I don't know what the exchange rate is. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has this at 78%, IMDb 7.2 out of 10, Metacritic 63%, and the stop button gives Ooh. it three out of three and a half out of four stars. Yeah. It's kind of staying kind of in that 70s range. Yeah, mostly. that's right. That's right. That's hmm. right. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Does anyone volunteer hmm. as tribute to give us uh, a brief plot synopsis on Muriel's wedding? Ooh, let me give it a shot. Okay. Cole, we're just stepping Uh, in now. Usually he puts that on other people. (laughs) You sure you don't want to call Eric at this time of night and see if he wants to talk about it? Funny, because Eric's on the phone ready to go. No. Uh, um, So uh, we join uh, at Muriel's wedding at at, at a wedding. And Mm -hmm. old Muriel, who uh, may not be the most appealing to the eyes woman, catches the bouquet at this Mm -hmm. wedding. Leading her to be the next person to get married. Well, uh, it gets taken from her uh, because no one agrees that she's going to be married. Her friends are bitches. Her friends are bitches. Um, (laughs) Fabio goes and fucks a chick in the bathroom or something. Um, So anyways, Muriel uh, is accused at this wedding of stealing the dress she's wearing. Uh, The police come, grab her, and take her back to her house. And um, Muriel ends up getting out of jail. Uh, well, she never went to jail, but she gets out of this like stolen dress thing by her father, uh-huh. who convinces the policeman to go away with a case of beer. <laughs> and Muriel decides that Falsters. she, um, in a roundabout sort of way, is uh, going to create her own life. Um, she is fascinated with the idea of being married mm-hmm. and decides that she is going to do whatever she can to get married mm-hmm. um and that leads us to lots of scenarios where we find out that muriel is a huge pathological liar <laughs> this, this is true yes um th- that's the beginning yes yes there's lots that goes on f- towards it but that mm-hmm. is the beginning yes in my two mules drunken stupor already that was pretty good that gives us a setup for what yes to yeah. come I good, to, let's talk set up let's talk let's uh, coffee talk so uh this is like one of the first movies that both chelsea and i watched like actually for the show together oh wow oh and uh, i'm curious what chelsea would think about this she thought it was going to start like a lot like my big frat Greek wedding, where you yeah. have like kind of like an ugly duckling at first. She mm-hmm. reimagines herself, yeah, and has like a new life. Where it ended up being more like Requiem for a Dream as this <laughs> thing went on, <laughs> rather than big fat Greek wedding. That was the comment that I gave near, at the end of the movie when she thought it was like, I didn't know it was going to go that way. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I did. So like. Tony Collette plays the uh, the lead in this oh, yeah. as Muriel. I was pretty excited for that. I'm a big Tony Collette Me fan. Me too. And this is like one of the first movies she's ever done. It's not the first one, yeah. but it's like the first four or five movies she's yeah. ever done. And this is like the one where she was like noticed for yeah. once she did it. This is like when she was the lead. Yeah. Um, and she actually put on 40 pounds to play this role. Man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And she gained it all in seven weeks. Jesus. Uh, but... Maybe not so so much in the beginning when it was like she it looked like the eighties hit Australia very hard. <laughs> but like I'm kind.
I'm some a fan lipstick. Of, of thick Tony Collette. Really? Two C's, three C's even. Thick. There you go. <laughs> uh, there you go. She, she was, she had, I thought she was okay. She had a pretty okay. rockin' bod she when, was, uh, when that guy was like taking her clothes off and shit. I was like, I'm, I mean, she doesn't look bad. She, I'm into it. That's all I'm going to say right now. Thick Tony go. Collette. I'm into what you got, okay? Because the only thing I've Troy's ever seen her else... Troy's in those three C's Colette. That's <laughs> the only other thing I've seen Tony Collette in, to my knowledge... Hereditary. Is Hereditary, <laughs> which is a completely just, different um, movie. Where she's just ugly <laughs> crying the whole time? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, once she got into, like, the middle of the movie, where she was, like... She, like, did her hair and everything. Yeah. I didn't see where this was, there was a problem with her. No, like finding no, no. marriage. No, but the one thing is though, in this like, you could almost put it on her upbringing because her dad is a bit, I oppressive isn't the right word, but maybe just like neglecting the whole family dynamic. Yeah, by pretty much calling all of his children losers. Oh yeah, <laughs> his dad's a complete dick. That whole family is just hilarious to watch where they're like they'll literally sit in front of a like sit on a couch watching tv and yell at each other for being lazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um the only one really trying to be somewhat proactive seems like is muriel um you mean not her sister that just says you're terrible muriel. <laughs> the one with like a dutch boy haircut who's smoking a uh, smoking a cigarette the whole movie like three times in a row that, is that the one that's only wearing her dad's like election shirt <laughs> yeah, yeah you're terrible muriel uh, and her brother uh whatever his name is like pip or whatever oh i can't God, remember what his idiot. name is but every time it looked it just looked like jim brewer if he got the shit beat out of him yes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I still ended up liking the dad a, a little bit. In, not like liking him so much like, oh, he's a great guy, but like liking his character yeah. in this. Yeah. Because he's still kind of charismatic as like a public figure yeah. a bit. Well, they play him up like he was like a politician at one point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, but the only one I, I never really, um, could like really peg was the mom. Because I'm like... I, I thought she maybe was, like, like had, like, dementia or something like that at one point in the movie. And then I'm like, no, maybe she doesn't. Maybe she's just, like, totally over it and just, like, is a zombie. Yeah. Like, I couldn't really peg what was going on. Either way, it's a sad story yeah. well, for the some, mother. I got, I got some theories on the mom. I'll get more into them as we go along, but yeah. But as I'm, like, going through the rest of the family, and the... the Whatever is left of the family isn't really brought up much at all. No. It's mostly just that at that point. But then um, Muriel almost gains another family member with a, another friend she meets um, maybe yeah. like a third of the way through this movie yeah. from high school that she hasn't seen in forever. Yeah. On the I, island. I think her name's Rhonda in it. Let me look. Who I had to look up like three times. Is this Juliette Lewis? <laughs> No, and it's it, not. It, and it's not. No. But, she actually is, uh, she's like the girlfriend in Six Feet Under. Yes. Which is a fucking awesome show. I've yes. never seen Six Feet Under what? yet. What? Oh, dude. It's one of the ones I've always wanted to watch and I've never dude, gotten to. Dude, I started you. watching that again a few months ago. Yeah. I think my two favorite TV shows ever are Breaking Bad and Six Feet Under. Yeah, Six I Feet would Under. put Lost in there, too. 
Uh, lost is lost for me. Lost, <laughs> lost it towards the end. Lost loses me. I feel like six feet under. Like even though it dips at certain points, it keep it stays pretty steady. And then that ending is fucking it phenomenal. Okay. For six feet under. I don't think I stuck with it through the ending. So for six feet under? I don't think I did. Oh fuck! The ending is so goddamn oh. good. <laughs> but it's good, and and this chick's in it for sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she. Yeah. She kind of plays as. Uh, yeah. She plays the. Uh, like the girlfriend of like what the main character is in Six Feet Under, and yeah, like watching her in this, it reminded me how good she is. Yeah, she's I she's one of my favorite characters in the movie because mm-hmm. she actually has like a complete arc in this where I'm not quite sure. I think she has a more complete arc that than even like Muriel maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, Muriel does have one as well, but like, well, it, I, I feel like their arcs kind of mirror each other. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say that. Um the uh this movie also has an ABBA soundtrack. Holy shit does it ever. Which is like <laughs> I it, so like this came before Mamma Mia. Yeah. And Mamma Mia is like solely based around ABBA and I was reading that they wanted to have ABBA as a soundtrack in this and ABBA was like no. Sorry, I don't want to do it. And, like, the creators of this movie went to ABBA to explain their case again until they're like, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah. Which uh, almost spearheaded, like, Mamma Mia being created. <laughs> like, they opened the floodgates for ABBA. Pretty much. ABBA soundtrack movies. Yeah, because I think only, like, maybe three. Three, maybe four ABBA songs yeah. are in this. They repeat the same ones over and over. Oh, yeah. one, Dancing one for queens sure. all throughout. Yeah, one yeah. for sure. But they kind of, yeah, they kind of use that as like the one they always fall back on. But I do yeah. like they use ABBA throughout. Yeah, I'm a fan of the ABBA songs. Dude, I in lo- this. Yeah, I love. Oh, it. Yeah. it makes me feel great. Yep. <laughs> ABBA, ABBA's like that happy-go-lucky disco. Yeah. Sound where like I'll just put it on and it's like, hmm, I feel good right now. Yeah, that's it's a good exa- soundtrack. Yeah, for sure. Um. So we brought up, um, just a minute ago, like, well, maybe we'll get to this in a little bit, because I kind of want to go through Muriel's whole little arc here. Yeah. So she does start with, quote, friends that are bitches, right? Yeah. She's, like, at their wedding, she catches a bouquet, and all of her friends like, what are you doing, Muriel? Why do you catch the bouquet? You're a bitch, or whatever. (laughs) My favorite scene with her friends is when they're at that restaurant. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, like, the, the one girlfriend's talking about how, like, she went down on, on like, her now husband, and he, he had a lipstick ring around his dick. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, when they're, when they're like, oh, what, like, what'd you do? And she was like, well, he I asked him about it, and then he said that that's all that he does because... He has too much respect for me. Like, <laughs> but she like she cries, but it's like cries and like a oh my god, isn't that so sweet of him? Yeah, that she that he only lets chicks go down on him because he has so much respect for me. Like, I was like, God, you mentally ill women. That that table scene was pretty great. Oh, it's so good. I have no idea how Muriel would know how to be there at that point in time because they're not I, inviting her. But no, but I feel like. That's like a small town. Like I've seen so many. You mean porpoise spit? Porpoise spit. Yeah. <laughs> porpoise spit. But I like. I feel like a lot of the things that they do in this, they explain away because it's just a small town. Sure. Okay. I can get that. Like, especially we live like, in one. Yeah. I see. Yeah. There's a. There's a lot of like. 
like with like women that can move out of here and they could be easily like successful elsewhere, but they just stay here and then they stick around with like the friends that are stuck here. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you're with me all the time." <laughs> like, okay, well. Whatever. That Bucky breaking went, down small town yeah, dynamics. That road we just went down with you was quite a journey. <laughs> um, anyway, that that whole table scene was great because they do have like that scene, which was because this movie's rated R. Yeah, and I was like, really? Because like at first I was like, not I was like not quite getting why this was rated what it was. Yeah, until like. <laughs> the whole open dialogue about like having lipstick ring around somebody's dick. I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ! Like, where is this going? And they took me back a little too. <laughs> and I feel like there's, especially when it comes to sexual stuff, like ratings are relaxed. I bet, like in Australia or like England, I bet like this movie has more of like a PG-13 esque type rating. Maybe, I don't but know. I, but I bet like, but like in America, like we're so like the MPAA oh, is yeah, so stuck fucking up. stuck up on sex shit. Yeah. Like, I think I even read something, like, not too long ago where it's, like, you can show a, a female naked, like, naked body for a little bit and be, like, PG-13, but, like, the minute you show any kind of male genitalia, it's, like, R because they think the male genitalia is too threatening. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there, well, I think I bring this up, like, probably once a year, but there's a very interesting documentary about the MPAA. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, they said that like this movie's rated NC seventeen or something, and it's just a documentary about the MPAA. Mm-hmm. They don't really do that much in it, and they sent it into the MPAA because they because they criticize them throughout, and the MPAA made it NC seventeen. Yeah, like the the same people are on that have been on the rating board have been there forever. Yeah, and it's like a super secret group that like yep. like that you have to like. Imp- investigate who they even are. It's, like, more secret than the freaking White House at what this point. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. It's super interesting. I de- if you can find it, check it out, because it's really cool. Yeah. But anyway, um, the, uh, the, the, the table scene is great. Anyway, it leads yeah. to pretty much them saying, like, we don't want to be friends with you anymore, Muriel. And then she starts bawling her eyes out, and then they're like, Muriel, shut up, you're embarrassing us. <laughs> Stop making this about yourself. Yeah. After they just told her that they don't want her here anymore. That was like the single greatest scene, I think, in the entire movie that sums up like the what Muriel's going through. But then like at home, she's also like getting like you've already seen at this point. She's at the table with her like her family and her dad's like, oh, check out these bunch of losers right over here. Like they're they're nothing. They don't do shit. They just sit in front of the television. Blah, 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 blah. Mira, you don't do shit. Got you a secretary job. Can't even type. (laughs) (laughs) He does that every time he talks about her. I love even like when they go to Sydney and then she she finds her dad and it it legit mirrors like what they do in porpoise spit. Like they go to a Chinese restaurant. They even like find the chick that he was, Oh, hi, hi, Rhonda over here. (laughs) Like she's there. Or like, wait, they're, they're still in Sydney. Like like, anytime they show the dad outside of the house is always in a Chinese restaurant. And then like the secretary chick that he had a long time ago shows up. And then the exact same thing happens when she meets him in Sydney. And I start losing my shit. Oh, Deidre. Yeah. Deidre. Deidre. That's what it was. Deirdre. Mm -hmm. How dangerous! Over here! <laughs> dangerous! Like, how's she there? She's in porpoise spit. 
Well, we find out later why she's there. Oh yeah, no, but I, but I loved it. <laughs> like, like she makes a date with her dad because he's in, she's in, he's in city at the same time, and it's literally in a Chinese restaurant. And Deirdre shows up <laughs> yeah. every single time it happens when they're in purple spit. It's fantastic. <laughs> Pay for to be there, can't even talk. <laughs> God, that dad's awesome. Like, yeah, he's a dick, but he's awesome. Yeah. Um. So like. With that, she cons her family because she says she's getting a job uh, being like a beauty consultant. Yeah. And um, she like needs to write out a she needs a check in order to for something. I can't remember what it was. And her mom her asked, mom like, was going to make out a check for to buy like beauty products. Yeah. Yeah. Her. That's right. And then um, she asked, who do I make it out to? And Muriel's like, just make it out to cash. Yeah. And then she goes and cashes like. What was it, like, 12 grand or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 12 grand. Because, yeah, because yeah, she was just going to follow her friends to, like, what was it, Aruba or something? Some island. Yeah, yeah. some gonna, island gonna take a vacation. They were going to take a vacation together, and they told Muriel she wasn't welcome because she couldn't afford it. Yeah. So then she just steals money from her family and goes anyways. <laughs> um, and that's where she meets her friend Rhonda. Yeah. Rhonda, correct? I think, yeah. I think it's Rhonda. That's what I told her. Okay. Anyway, she meets her friend there, and then, like, blossoms this whole new friendship that they should have had probably during high school. Yeah. And then those two make, like, a life for themselves. They move in together in Sydney and make a whole new life for themselves out there. Work across the street from each other. Oh, great. Like, that had to be... Can you imagine, like, if one of, like, all of us, like, oh, just dude. worked across the street from each other and just... We wouldn't get shit done. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, you checking the shit out over here, just texting each other all fucking day. Um, but uh, they end up going on a date with a guy named Bryce. Uh, Muriel does. Who the, she meets at the video store. And this Bryce guy, who was originally uh, Eric Banna... Was gonna be oh, really? really gonna be Bryce? That's amazing. And Guy Pierce was also Jeez. looked oh at God. for this as well, but it ended up being like this other guy who I've who never seen. And it's almost too bad because like Bryce, he seems to be like just as awkward as Muriel. Yeah. And they're in they're getting together, and it looks like they're trying to work through something while like Rhonda's like oh having a three way with two U.S. sailors. <laughs> Man, I'm not going to go into details, but I've gone through a scenario like that where I'm like... <laughs> where you're having a three-way... Th- no, I wasn't having sailors. a three-way, but I was like... <laughs> I went through a scenario where, like, I was trying to, like, get with the chick, and meanwhile, like, almost in the in next room, I could hear someone loudly banging. <laughs> it is the most awkward way to try and get to know somebody, where I was like, mm. hey, let's try and make out, while you're hearing... Okay, well, we'll try and let's power through this. Let's try and uh, let's ignore that this is happening. Oh my goodness! Uh, so they end up going on. Uh, but that hold hold on. That, okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. That go ahead. sex scene was mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. How utterly good. chaotic it turns. Yes. In the oh split, in a split oh, second. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> when he undoes the zipper, not on Muriel's pants, but on the beanbag. <laughs> Muriel was dressed like a biker chick. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't look right at all. There was so many, so much leather and zippers on it. It's like a Michael su- Jackson outfit. I was surprised it didn't come with a fucking gimp mask. 
<laughs> but then those like puffy little things that are in the beanbag go all over. Yeah. And they stay all over. There's mm-hmm. a scene like 30 <laughs> minutes later that she's writing in something and there's those little yeah. puffy things. Isn't it supposed to like a month later and they're still like all over the fucking apartment? Some shit too? Like, like, oh my God. Granted, was... like some shit goes down after that, but it was like, I mean, you can find some time to sweep that fucking shit up. Yeah. That, that whole scene was great too when like he mistakes the zippers or whatever and it just escalates in a second yes in a second naked sweaty sailors come out trying to help them and she's just like seeing dick in her face (laughs) and just like loving every second of it oh my god i thought that was an amazing scene like tony collette is great in this movie yeah she is like regardless of what you think of muriel as like a person yeah is it mario (laughs) oh wait at this point it's no. Mariel. Yeah, it is Mar- yeah, Mariel. Yeah, changed the name yeah. of Mariel. Yeah. That's why I tra- changed my name to Trey to the Max Extreme. In oh, this. fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> Trey, you're so clever. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but uh, at this point, she's Mariel, um, which I found very, very funny. Um, yeah, she, Tony Collette is like makes this whole role. Yeah. Like she makes it her own, and like. Mm-hmm. Regardless, like, of how good of character you think Muriel actually is, or Muriel, <laughs> like, I think Tony Collette's performance is oh, yeah. great in this. Yeah, it's awesome. Playing that awkward, like, almost like a shut-in. Yeah. I, I won't say if I like the movie or not, but I do appreciate where, like, this movie takes so many different avenues in ways that you can't even really predict. Yeah. Like, just, like, out of nowhere when they do the fucking... Like, when she first meets up with Rhonda on that island, and then you're like, oh, okay, so they're just gonna do, like, a thing where, like, maybe, like, a montage where they're getting to know each other, and it just breaks into, like, I thought it was gonna be a musical, because they just go into, like, a thing where they're on stage singing Waterloo, yeah, and then you're like, oh, okay, so they're gonna do this, like, thing where they sing Waterloo, and then it just turns into, like, a big vicious fight between, like, the two blonde (laughs) friends while they're singing Waterloo, and I'm like, wait... Where are we going? That's like, also a great scene. I like that as yeah. well. I enjoyed that. They, it wasn't a song playing over. It was them singing over the yeah, fight. Them singing over like the two, two of like the the blonde airhead friends just beating the shit out of each other because one found out the other one banged her husband. Right. And then the, it doesn't end. Like, it doesn't stop. They don't stop singing. In fact, I think Muriel gets more into it because she sees <laughs> yeah. those two women beating the shit out of each other. Right. Like it always it goes down avenues where you're like I. If you would have told me, hey, here's how this movie starts, like, oh, well, I kind of know where it's going to go. And then it yeah. goes in ways where you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, I found that uh, a great, refreshing yeah. refreshing taste in this movie. I, I didn't have any idea where this was going at any point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even in this scene where you're like, oh, my God, there's naked sailors, like, trying to fucking... Apprehend this Apprehend guy. this guy because he, they think he's beating the shadow out of Muriel. And then they're like, oh, okay, well... Now I, this is going to be a crazy scene. That's funny. And then it turns into Rhonda saying, I can't move my legs. Yeah. And now we're into, she's stuck in a wheelchair. <laughs> and you're like, wait. <laughs> yeah. Where, where this, are we going? This definitely zigged where I thought it was going <laughs> to zag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, I don't know if this was the point or not, because I can't remember all the details, but like it went from like being a somewhat like romantic comedy-esque to like almost like a comedy drama like yeah kind of because there's more dramatic elements yeah from here on out like i always felt like it flirted with the idea of romance but it never really 
went full fledged romance no. ever. And that's what like, I, I like about it. Like I don't even think they even bring up like I don't even think you ever actually see like an actual healthy romantic relationship in this entire movie about a woman that wants to get married. <laughs> no, no. No, you don't. Which is I don't know. I thought that was really cool. Like you're almost kind of led in to believe that it's gonna be a romantic comedy just based on the title and like how it starts where like yeah. it's all like big and flowery and it's a woman catching a bouquet and then like throughout you're like oh shit like the people that actually kind of believe in love are kind of fucking stuck up and delusional and then like the person you're following muriel kind of is is, like she doesn't really give a shit about love she just cares about having a wedding i but i don't know if that's completely true oh i don't know like I never really got the thought that she wanted to meet a man. I thought she just really wanted to have a wedding. Well, I mean, that's super apparent, like, at many points in this. Yeah. Where they, uh, she just ends up going to, like, a bridal sh- shop. Yeah. And just gets, like, pictures like I, taken yeah. in wedding dresses and like, stuff. I think one of my favorite aspects of this is that she has an album that says Our Wedding, and it's just pictures of her <laughs> in a wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so ironic. <laughs> like, yeah. having the word Our, and it's just a picture of, it's just pictures of her. Yeah. But I, 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 at one point I thought, like, this Bryce character, like, should have been in the movie maybe a little bit more. Maybe in, like, one more scene. Because he shows up later. Yeah, he's at the we- he's at, at her wedding. wedding. Yeah, and I'm like, but why would he even be there? Like it, like he had one date, and that's it. Like, why yeah. would he even be invited to this? Yeah, I don't know. In my in my perspective, that's yeah. why I was like, maybe it was one more scene where they like have another date, like try it again or something like that. I I don't know. Maybe it couldn't. It doesn't work with the flow of the movie or whatever. I I don't know, but I like that, though, because I feel like a lot of movies like this, like, the woman's always pining for a man. Yeah. I like that they throw in, like, a little bit of an aspect of, like, a man pining for a woman that doesn't really care. Yeah, but uh, I also like that, too. That's kind of what I wanted to see more of him. Because when he was out, when he was out of the movie after that one scene, I'm like, yeah, okay, like, didn't really work, he's out of the movie. But then when he showed up later... Like, there's no payoff for him to be there. Yeah. I'll agree with that, because when they show that clip of him at the wedding, I kind of thought it seemed out of place. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, what the fuck is he oh, there Oh, you're for? back. Yeah. Why are you even here? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just saw it as, like, an aspect of just show that he's still pining for her. Like, because you never really, because you don't see him after that apartment well, why scene. why would he just show up? Like, I don't know. Yeah, they, I agree with you too, buddy. Even, I think yeah, you're right. I don't think I don't think it's supposed to make sense. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot in this where I, I feel like they they do cut some corners to try and make some to just put some things in there they want to like add to the, like the context of the story. Yeah. Like they do rush some things here and there, but like yeah, I don't, I don't think it needs to make sense that he's there. I think they just want him there because they can't find another way to fit him back into the movie to show that he's pining for her, except for this one thing where it's like she's being given away to someone else and he's being stuck to watch it yeah and the being given away to someone else is like a we- this is a weird fucked up thing i've never oh. seen in a movie before either dude i i loved all the <laughs> all the aspect like the guy every time he watched her he looks all of his expressions, I was losing my shit over. Because <laughs> he just looks disgusted. Yeah. It'd be like, he would go through nine different emotions watching her enter a room like... <laughs> I love when he's talking to the coach and the coach is trying to brag her up and he's like, 
what about the other one? I kind of want to go back to her now. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, she ends up actually marrying somebody. um, And it's, like, the South African guy. Yeah. Who needs to get married to... Yeah, it's a green card wedding. Yeah, so he could be in the Olympics as an Australian. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Um, It seemed very contrived. (laughs) But anyway, it happens... He's a handsome-looking fella. Yeah. Uh, great swimmer, from what I can see. Great form. Mm-hmm. Uh, good lanky body. Good swimmer's back. Yes. <laughs> but uh, he is a bit of a douche. Yeah. To bit. put it lightly. Tiny bit. Like a douche, but like, I don't know. Like He's definitely like... Following the coach's orders yeah. kind of thing. Which is, like, bizarre. Is this a real thing that happens? I mean, I know, I know green card weddings exist. I know that. I've seen 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> I've seen it. Okay. This is, a, this, is a, this is the 90 Day Fiance scene in the, in the movie. Um, so, but she, I don't know. I loved all of that because it's it's Muriel taking control of the situation and being like, well, this is how I'm going to get the wedding that I always dreamed of. Right. Because the guy doesn't give a shit and the coach is willing to finance everything. So yeah. it's like, I'm having my wedding. And even down to where like people are disgusted by her choices. <laughs> and she uh-huh. still looks like she's on cloud nine and everyone else is kind of like sitting through it. Yeah. Like it's literally like the most unromantic wedding I've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> yeah. But she's yeah. on cloud nine the entire time. Even to the point where she's like going down the aisle and she's just like, ah! and like sticking her tongue out at yeah. people like ah! showing all those teeth. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, my yeah. God. Like, I don't know. This is like the, this is like definitely the part of the movie where I felt Muriel was her most endearing, where she's literally taking advantage of the situation to fit like her dream wedding, even though everything about it is not dreamlike at all. It's right. pretty much a business like even like It's a transaction. Guy, yeah, even even like the coach and the the swimmer guy are talking to each other, she's going down the aisle being like, I thought we were gonna do this at the courthouse. <laughs> and then she's like, Well, this is what she wanted, so I guess we gotta do it. Oh, didn't he say like you need to do it in a church because it looks better or something to that effect? Yeah. Or I think she said that. Like everything that she like I think it was all of her idea. Everything that was part of the wedding was her idea. I like when the dad gives her away and says, She's all yours now. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And also, to go back when the coach and the swimmer are talking to her when they first meet, and she says about uh, being from South Africa and having to get out of there. I know Sam's going to hate me, but one of my favorite parts is when when Muriel goes, Are you black? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. I died. Shut up, Sam. I can hear you right now. As he slams down his puffy toilet seat. Yeah. Go <laughs> sit on your puff. Um, any, I, I feel like I've been talking forever. You guys got anything to... No, you're good. You're good. No, like, I, like, uh, I feel like the first time when I was watching this, I thought it was okay as I was going through, but I wasn't like fully loving it. Uh-huh. And then like sitting on it for a day... Like, I feel like this movie kind of washed over me in a way where I was really starting to appreciate it and like it more. Yeah. Like, the further away from it I, w- I was, like, just thinking about, like, the characters and how it progressed, I was really digging it. Yeah. I definitely like the... Exactly kind of what we said before, where I, I, I thought it was gonna zig when it zagged. Yeah. I liked that 
uh, it kept me on my toes through my first watch. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I didn't expect this at all. And even like um, Sea Danger, when she was watching it, she, I don't know if she maybe liked it as much as me, but um, she thought, she thought, she thought it was different and I don't know if it's one that she'll go back to. Yeah. But at the end of the day, she like, that was, that was weird, but I think I liked it. Yeah. Um, what about the mom? Oh yeah. Um, I want to talk about the mom. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what did you, what did you guys think at first? Cause I know, like I said, I thought that maybe she was like, <laughs> like maybe I, I thought maybe autistic or maybe having, like, dementia well, or something like that. I took the mom as, like, the mom was, like, the foreshadowing of what Muriel would turn into if she stayed on the path that she was in the beginning of the movie. Okay. Because, I, like, I do believe that Muriel lies so much that she even lies to herself. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until she met Rhonda and Rhonda was starting to kind of lead her down a certain path where, like, she starts changing and, like, maturing that I think the mom is what Muriel would be like if she didn't have someone like Rhonda in her life. Because even, like, the mom lies constantly more to herself than anyone else. And, like, she's stuck in a relationship where she, I don't even think she ever really loved him. Like, she maybe she was in for in for into it just for the wedding or whatever. Mm. And then, like, when things happen to her family, she lies to herself. Like, oh, well, that didn't happen. Yeah. Even, like, down to her, like... It took Muriel being like, I fucking stole the money. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Every time she talks to Muriel, like, I know you didn't steal it. So we're trying to find out who did it. And you're like, yeah. no, well, duh, I did it. Mm-hmm. And just, oh, God. And she can't even handle it. And I think, like, when it gets down to where the dad's like, I want a divorce. Like, it's just, it's her entire world crashing around her to where she can't handle it anymore. And then she, like, commits suicide. Yeah. Which I... caught me way off guard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so, like... Where she is at the very beginning when you see her, she's kind of like, you can't tell if she's kind of like aloof or what's going on. Yeah. Because she's kind of just regurgitating everything like the husband says. Yeah. And at first it's like, okay, that's that's kind of funny and uh, in a weird, sad way. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, oh man, has she just been like living with this so long that she's just like dead inside yeah and just stands in the kitchen that's what i like looking at nothing at first i was like i was like oh maybe she's just watching tv in the kitchen yeah. there's no tv in there no no because <laughs> you see her later walk into the in the kitchen just stand there and it's just a microwave yeah like and a fridge and that's it yeah you're like oh shit maybe she just is fucking dead to the world yeah or whatever and doesn't even like just like repeats everything that's being said around her because it's like yeah something to say i don't i don't even know yeah and like maybe it is like to the point where she's she was kind of like muriel and like married this charismatic guy he's like oh my god this guy is great yeah blah 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 blah. and then he just end up being overpowering and just like maybe he treated her like he treats kids like oh they're fucking idiots or whatever maybe that's the case that's which is horrible and when it is like to the point where like he wants a divorce because he's seeing, uh, what's her name? Freaking Deidre. 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 Oh, Deidre. Uh, Deidre. Oh, yeah. Oh, Deidre. Deidre. Then she just fucking snaps and is like, this fucking place is a shithole. Get your fucking ass outside. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then like downs a bottle of sleeping pills yeah. or whatever. But no, like I feel like that's what the movie is trying to comment on where 
Muriel is so all about the wedding that I think it tries to comment on like the women's fantasy of a wedding where they don't even look ahead to the marriage. And I think that's why I think the mom is kind of like what Muriel would turn into if she stayed on her path where she's so obsessed with the wedding and doing whatever she wants to get the wedding that she doesn't think about like what her life will be like beyond that. Yeah, maybe. And then it's like, well, what do I do? Like then like it's like, especially I feel like around this time, like it's, it's so built into a wedding where women were supposed to be kind of subservient. And then I feel like that's why I like this movie so much. It's like a, very female empowering type thing where it's like you're not really following men like the men you do follow are like kind of shitheads yep and then like especially like with the mom like she's kind of subservient in this wedding in this marriage until the dad just throws her away because he doesn't want her anymore yeah after everything she gives him and just tries to be there for him yeah and like it doesn't really pay off for her yeah and then like muriel seeing that and seeing like okay a wedding's pretty cool but a marriage that's a lot of fucking work I don't really want to put up with. What does Deidre see in, in that guy? He is old as fuck. He's old. <laughs> he's out of whatever he was in when he was younger. He's got nothing going on. He's got but a even burnt like... bunch of grass behind his apartment. <laughs> and she's young yeah. and like attractive. Fiery redhead. And then the dad just being like an ultimate piece of shit at like the wet, the mom's wet at the mom's funeral where he's like, Oh, I can knock and run for office again. Yeah. Cause then like I'm a widower. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah like, he's like, oh, hey, What are the reporters saying about me? Huh? Yeah. Oh my God. The single saddest moment in this is when she shows up to the wedding like late or whatever. Yeah. And like, doesn't even get noticed by Muriel or whatever, yeah. holding that gift. I'm like, oh my god, that's so sad. Yeah. And then like, like you literally feel like she's like becoming invisible to all to her entire family because she's just become I don't know, like she's just like in the background of everything. And then there's like she comes across that one photo of her mother at her wedding alone. Yeah. Like, oh my god. God, and she didn't even know yeah. she was there. Or even like the yeah. symbolism of like all of, like the newspaper clippings of like her of like all of, of like her being at this wedding and she has to dig through all of them to see the one photo of her mom where it's like literally like she is so obsessed with herself that she's buried she's buried underneath all these like pictures of her. God. Like I love Lee, that shit. <laughs> you love the sadness. But no, like don't know the symbolism in it is like so fucking good. Like, I don't know, like this movie does a really good job, especially if you, like, sit down and think about it. Like, they really... It feels like... Like, the way that I described to Molly that we were, like, we were talking about this. Like, it feels like... Like, it tries to present itself like a Lifetime movie, and then the more you get into it, you realize that it's, like, commenting on how Lifetime movies are toxic to, like... <laughs> like, like, how Lifetime movies are, like, so toxic to women nowadays. That it makes them think that they need to live this certain life. And then... Until you realize that you don't really need... You don't need to live, like, that that fucking, like, nuclear family type of life. Shots like, fired a lifetime. No, <laughs> it is. But it is. But it's like... Like, you get in there, and then you, you... Like, even, like, in that first scene, you start to realize that, like, all of, like, her blonde airhead friends are, like, those women that probably watch Lifetime movies being like, I want to be married next. I should do this and everything. And then, like, uh, Muriel is just, like, she... She fantasizes about the wedding, but she doesn't really fantasize beyond that. I don't even think she even pictures the husband in her fantasies of being married. She just knows she has to 
fantasize about being married. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, her dad, like, almost, like, drills that into her, like, like, you have nothing, you're not married, you're not successful or anything, so maybe she, like, in her head, like, I need to be something successful, successful to, like, please my family, and this is the one thing I need to do or something, but, uh, yeah, even, like, the point you were saying about the friends, like, even at the end, I think that's, like, even stamped by them saying, like, why are you leaving us? We're fucking beautiful or yeah. whatever they say. And it's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, you're into yourself. Like, yeah. Like, well, yeah. no, like they're living that life that like probably movies and like TV tell you to live. Like they're pretty much the ideal perfect woman. And then the fact that like people tell them that, no, I don't want to hang out with you. was like, what? We did everything right though. <laughs> like, that's what they, <laughs> yeah. like it blows their mind that it's like, we literally did what people told us to do and you're leaving us. Yeah. Like, we're perfect. Who are you? Right. And I'm like, we're us. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, that's why I love Rhonda and uh, Muriel, because I feel like they're the exact opposite of each other, but they're, because they're exact opposite of each other, they're, like, on two opposite planes of, like, what's considered, like, uh, public decency. Like, Muriel's... <laughs> that's what I think. Like, okay. Like Muriel, like, Muriel's not, like, really attractive, but they put up with her. And then, like, Rhonda tells the truth so much that she tells it like it is so that people kind of shun her for that. And then, like, everything about them is, like, like so opposite. Like, Muriel lies. She tells the truth. Uh, Rhonda's attractive. Muriel's not. And then they kind of, like... I don't know, like, the fact that they're on these polar opposites kind of draw the, draw them to each other. And then, as the movie goes on, like, even their roles kind of reverse, where, like, Muriel was dependent on people, and then uh, Rhonda was, uh, like, very free-spirited and, like, enjoyed the fact that she didn't have to depend on anybody. And then, like, in, like, a weird turn of events, like, Muriel starts to be not be dependent on any, anyone anymore because she gets yeah. in this, like sham wedding where she has all the money in the world yeah. and then Rhonda is like paralyzed and she, now she depends on someone yeah like their roles kind of reverse in a way where i don't know like their fates are kind of intertwined to where like at the end like they almost have to be together in order to like live like the lives that they really want to live yeah and i like it a lot yeah very Thelma and louise yeah, a little bit. I got kind that. Of. I mean, yeah. they're just like the women, like together, yeah, sticking like, together. Yeah. They're meant for each other, right? Yeah, I, I can got, see that. I got that in, yeah. the, in the car at the very end. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. yeah, they didn't drive off a cliff, but no. Well, that we know. <laughs> well, of. they might. Yeah, they're in a car. <laughs> they went over I, that hill and Porpoise Spit. Might have been a cliff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they go off of just a. a a slightly bigger than usual hill in per- Porpoise Spit. <laughs> so there was like a point at the very end where like Muriel gets that slow smile on her face while driving in the car. Yeah. I was just waiting for a freeze frame and then an ABBA song to <laughs> yep. play. It never happened, you but I was like, dance. oh my God, this would have been great. Um, I, I can't remember if there's any more things to bring up. But I don't know. I, I just love like... I don't think I, I fully love this movie. I think it's mostly... I feel it's definitely, like, more geared towards women. Yeah. But I do yeah. love but I do love how it, like... It's, like, a movie that's, like... It's, like, an unconventional chick flick. Like, it doesn't, like, hammer in, like, those, like, somewhat unhealthy ideals that you need to... You need a man, you need to be married, and all this stuff. It's, like, 
for those women. Like, I feel like I would suggest this to, like, a woman I know after she got out of, like, a really bad breakup. I wouldn't suggest any but anything to a woman <laughs> that got out no, of a bad breakup. Like, Check out Muriel's wedding. You'll feel better. But it's, like, it, it definitely, like, hey, like, after you get out of, like, one of those, like, what's considered, like, you need to have this before you're a certain age and everything. This one says, like, hey, I mean, Muriel's not perfect, but at the end, she's fine. and She's, she's not, like, attached to a man. Yeah, she Take sees... care of a woman in a wheelchair. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. By the end of the movie, she sees the error of her ways. Yeah. And it's not even really error of her ways. Like, she's human. Like, even, like, at... Well, I mean, she certain... was obsessed with getting married to the point where she was yeah. going to every bridal shop in sydney well, yeah. i don't even think they're really making issue. up lies because she's a pathological liar <laughs> yeah she had problems there bucky <laughs> but everyone has problems yeah those are extreme that's what they like i feel like this movie does a good job of like presenting <laughs> even like the things that she does that are considered crazy and insane they present them as like just like it's i mean it's not like the best th- scenario in the world but it's like she's not she's, hurting anybody either. yeah like when they play Dancing Queen, they always play Dancing Queen when she's either imagining doing something amazing or doing something amazing. But whenever they play Dancing Queen, it never like it's never like skewed or like played slower or like, oh, you're supposed to feel really bad for her because she's staring in a mirror imagining this. It's always played <laughs> the exact same tempo in the exact same way every time Dancing Queen plays. So it's like her staring in a mirror imagining a better life for herself is not a bad thing. Like it's 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 just as great as when she's out out on the town in Sydney. Yeah, I mean, I think it's though like it's a bit of a, of a destructive thought of her just wanting that marriage and like finding like any way to like get close to that. Like, it's almost self-destructive to the point where she wants it so bad she'll just like take ten k from somebody to do it for a green card yeah. wedding. But. In the end, she makes it work for herself. Like, that's what I like about it. But, I mean, she had to go down a horrible road to, like, get to that point. She was damn near a criminal to get there. (laughs) Not to get the wedding. Like, she's done some criminal things, but, like, to get the wedding, she didn't, like, hold someone hostage or fucking, like, do, like, do anything like that. Like, she had the wedding. It's not in the ideal circumstances, but she still got her wedding in the end. By doing criminal things. What criminal things? Stealing money. That didn't involve her getting the wedding, though. That was her plan. <laughs> her plan was to steal money from the guy that she married? The swimmer? No, the $12,000. David Swimmer? But no, they they set up throughout that she's not perfect. But when she gets her wedding, like I don't, I still feel good for her, even, even though I see her do terrible things. Like People do terrible things all the time. The thing, the fact that she got her wedding and then was still able to to cut and run when she, before she got like so involved that she just cut herself completely from like the rest of her life, like her mom did, like it makes me feel good for her. I've never stolen twelve thousand from my family, <laughs> <laughs> but people are capable of that. That's uh, what they're trying to point out. And then even that, yeah, people are capable of murder. It's okay. Her her dad fucking <laughs> took fucking glee in the fact her mom's dead so that she he can fucking run for office and you're talking about how great he is. Okay, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> That's I feel like what this movie's trying to do. Like, you're not supposed to fucking root for her completely, like, think that she's a perfect person. But I think when in that wedding, when she's like on cloud nine and happy, seeing all the shit she goes through, you still feel good about her. 
Like you don't you you don't reflect on the fact she stole twelve thousand dollars when she's getting married because you're seeing someone like live their dream, and that's what I liked about it. What do you feel about um, the change of heart from the swimmer, like near the end? And I I don't I like that too because it, it all I. I don't like it in the sense that it felt rushed. Like it did felt yeah. Rushed. Like yeah, they, yeah. they like they inter, they like intersperse it with like a few scenes here and there where it's like oh I'm kind of interested in you now, to up to where he like he kisses her. But I like that. Again, it feels like a red herring, where I said before that it feels like a Lifetime movie to talk about how dumb people are for watching Lifetime movies, where like <laughs> you follow you follow this you follow the storyline to be like okay this is gonna be the love interest this is where she ends up happily ever after. Up to where she's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. she, And then yeah. she runs off. But I like that because, like, like, like as we said before, like, this movie is constantly trying to, to steer away from expectations. Like, yeah. that's the expectation that I was following where, like, I, even to the point where I was like, ah, oh, man, don't go down this route. Yeah. And then when they didn't, I was like, oh, good. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, I was, that was, like, the one decision, too. I'm like, oh, great. Good. I'm yeah. glad they steered clear of this. Yeah. Because I, I did also find that decision to, to, like, have him finally come around to, like, liking her. Like, I'm glad it happened, but it did feel yeah. rushed at the same time. But yeah. then again, like, I think this movie's just a little over 90 minutes long. It's not... Yeah, yeah it's like an hour and 40 yeah. or something. Yeah. So, like... But even, like, the swimmer, like, the swimmer is kind of, like, living, like, the same life as, like, Muriel's mom, where, like, his life's being dictated for him. So I think, like, the fact that Muriel is kind of living free and easy despite the fact that she's stuck in this apartment for, like, six months almost kind of, like, that's what kind of, like, leads him to kind of fall for her. Where it was like, wow, you're you're almost kind of as prisoner as I am, but you're, like, way into it and, like, kind of happy because you're way more free than I am. And that's yeah. what kind of attracts, that's the attraction there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a different kind of weird prison because, like... It, <laughs> I was also surprised too, like how big of a success is the swimmer that when they get married, it's like Princess Diana getting married on the front of fucking every magazine. It's he's like, like a, worldly known or something. Yeah, he's like a fucking swimmer from South yeah. Africa. Who knew like, swimming was that popular even? <laughs> like who gives a shit? <laughs> but uh He's it, the Michael Phelps of nineteen ninety four. Oh, you stole the name I was trying to think of. <laughs> But, like, it, I mean, it was filmed late enough where, like, even the taxis have, like, the Sydney 2000 friggin' logos on them. Yeah. So, that's... I wonder when this fucking movie was filmed. Because this took place in 94. Sydney knew they were going to have the Olympics six I think it's years like eight, before? I think it's eight years before you have it. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Really? wasn't quite sure. Anyway... Irrelevant fact, but uh, that uh, that's that, that's Muriel. That's pretty much what happens all in Muriel's wedding. Yeah. No, yeah, I like how it ends with Rhonda and Muriel. Like even like down to where, like the one thing that I, the other theory that I had was like because they mirror each other. Where I think Muriel is like emotionally crippled, and then Rhonda t- becomes physically, physically crippled. crippled. Yeah. Like down to where at the very end, like she starts living Muriel's life. Based on the fact that she's physically crippled, where like she's stuck with her shit ass friends and porpoise fit, <laughs> yeah, and then it like Muriel has to physically take her out of that scenario, yeah. Like I like that whole thing where like 
I don't know. R- I feel like Rhonda's there to show you how uh, Muriel's actually feeling in situations. Because I think Muriel is so is is such a pathological liar that even she's even lying to herself. Yeah, it's almost like a Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, like, conscience. Yeah, yeah. She's. I think she's there to be like, you're miserable, and I'm here to tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think that's yeah, like the, I that's like, that. that's the main role of Rhonda, and that's why I like her in it so much. Yeah, that, that's that's a good analogy. Yeah, that's good. Um. So what what are you guys gonna grade Muriel's wedding here? Well, I'll start. Um, so I enjoyed, I wasn't ready for it, but I enjoyed the twists and turns throughout the movie. Yeah. I, like we've talked about already, I expected a full on romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. And then the twists and turns, like after like 30 minutes in of the paralyzation of her best friend. (laughs) Yeah. And then the introduction of, um, the suicide of her mom like yeah. holy shit yeah this talk goes about, dark talk about going real dark there's really funny stuff in it um the neat little ending like i said with thelma and louise though to me it feel, felt like that yeah just not falling back on like oh you gotta be with a guy like all this more yeah. of like oh we're friends and we're women we're gonna be okay um i know you guys expected me to hate this shit B plus. Wow. Okay. B plus. I enjoy. I watched the whole thing start to finish. I laughed. I didn't cry. Um, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, would I watch it again? I would probably show it to someone that's never seen it. Yeah. I would too. Like yeah. I don't know. That I'd yeah. go back and be like, I want to watch this again. Yeah. But like, if someone I was with would be like, Hey, check this out. It's pretty funny. I'd show it again. So B yeah. plus for me. Uh, yeah. Judith, good pick. Yeah. Very good. I feel like immediately after watching this, I probably would have given it like maybe a lower than usual B, but like sitting on it and like thinking about it, I, man, there's so many things that I'm like pulling out of this that I think's fascinating. So I'm giving it an A minus. Woo! Oh, doggy! It's I don't know, like you're terrible, Muriel. (laughs) Like it's such an unconventional movie (laughs) that it like it it sparked my interest. Just thinking about it, just thinking back to it, and then like all, I feel like all the themes that they kind of bundle up together in it, and the fact that it, it feels like a way healthier movie for women than like your occasional Hallmark movie, where it's like everything, everything's gonna wrap up and be perfect in the end. Right. Like these perfect women with these perfect men that live happily ever after. And they just go and and then they, they try to present that and then they just go they swerve in so many different directions where at the very end they they make the best for themselves and it feels more like uh, like like a realistic ending than anything else that like uh, any like romantic comedy you can see yeah which I that's what I really appreciate about it so yeah I'm gonna an a minus I came off this movie right off the bat and was like man that was really refreshing to watch and like the more i think about it the more i like it um even like tonight's discussion on it i was like i think i like this movie quite a bit i am gonna say b plus okay but i think the movie would is gonna grow on me with time and i think i might like it better as time goes on yeah and i but i still would like recommend like other people to watch it as well i feel like i almost kind of want to rewatch it like after a week or so like after like thinking about it and like to see if like what I my theories on it like hold true or whatever. Judith did say to watch it a couple times. Yeah, didn't she? yeah, yeah. She did. 
Uh, and it's on HBO it now. Is. If you, yeah, I watched it for free. I watched it for free also. I how'd you watch it there? Watched it on a- I have HBO, but I don't have <laughs> HBO Max. Oh, so I'm missing okay. out on all the. Uh, Max stuff. The Maxness. <sighs> I just have a plain old bitch ass HBO. <laughs> you have an H bitch O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So there yeah. you have it. But I, Judith, good pick. Good yeah. pick. Really, I honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't either. I know Molly tried to give me some hints, like because she said she saw it when she was super young and that her mom liked it. But, yeah, she didn't really know much beyond that, so I was super curious. Judith. Knocked it out of the yeah. park. Judith, email us, tell us what you what you think we think, and then what you think also. What are we thinking? What you think Who we think. Who thinks? I think you think I think you think what you're thinking, <laughs> Judith. <laughs> well, besides Muriel's wedding, have you guys been into any other mischief this last week? I'll start. Hey. I haven't. <laughs> Sorry. Very good. Okay. Uh, me and Molly watched, uh, The Producers on Netflix. Yeah. The other day with, uh, Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it in so long, and Molly, like, loves it, so we went back and rewatched it. It's good. I, that's one I've always wanted to watch, and I've never seen it. Yeah. It's funny. You can definitely tell Mel Brooks fucking <laughs> wrote this. Got his fucking hey, cause it was, hands cause it was a, it. Yeah, because it was a Broadway play at first, and then... He doesn't direct it. I know he's a producer on the movie, but it was definitely created by Mel Brooks. And it's definitely, it's very Mel Brooksy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So it's good. fun Mel to watch. Brooksy. It's fun to watch. Uh, anything else? Uh, well, something else I watched, but I think you're going to bring it up. Am I? Mando. Mandalorian, Ooh. yes. Uh, so you're up to date with it. I'm up to date. I watched the first two episodes okay. of season two. Yes. What'd you think? I'm really digging that they're really diving into what this universe is like post-Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Like, I feel like they didn't do that as much as I wanted them to in the first season. Right. Yeah, I like um, just... I'm not going to compare it too much to the first season, but I like that we're living in this era, like, between trilogies. Yeah. Where, yeah, the Empire is dead, but, like, then there's fallout from that. Yeah. And there's, like, lingering effects. Yeah. Like, they do small things here and there for that in the first season, but I don't think they address it as much as they've done in like these first two episodes yeah. of the second season. And, and to the point where the Mandalorian himself isn't like on really any side. Yeah. And so he's seeing it down this like weird gray middle. Yeah. And like both sides of like either the Republic or Empire that are still kind of lingering in this universe are both kind of shitty. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, I feel like he's, he's clashing more with, like, the, the rebel Republic side on this season so far than he than he was. Like, I feel like the first season was more... He was clashing with what was left of the Empire. Now he's clashing more with what's left of the Rebellion slash Republic now yeah. in this yeah, season. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of the season so far. Like, the first episode I thought was great. Yeah. And then this second episode was fun. It's, like, a bit more Baby Yoda in it. And it's, like, more of, like, a one-off. 
And, but, but I like what how they're using Baby Yoda in this second episode where, like, I feel every episode leading up to that was, like, watch Baby Yoda because he might, because someone might kill him. Uh-huh. And I was like, watch Baby Yoda because he might do some dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And it's turning more, he's, it's becoming less of a, it's becoming less of an escort mission, more of a babysitting mission. Yes. Yeah, where yeah. it's like, oh no, now he's eating endangered eggs. I gotta fucking, <laughs> I gotta fucking grab his ass. Yeah. <laughs> for sure um and then the 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 peril they get in on that icy planet oh god i feel like someone brought this up in a podcast listen to i feel like they're taking the uh the fucking uh finances they had for like any upcoming star wars movies and just throwing it in the show yeah because everything looks so fucking good so far it does right like it's insane like this is a tv show yeah i feel like i'm watching like Episode 10. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know like how they film this? So they film it in front of this big LED oh, yeah. screen. Yeah, you were talking about that. Um, so instead of filming it like in environments they can't get at on like a green screen and filling it in, they film it on like this LED screen that when they move the camera, the LED screen moves behind them and in real time they can adjust the environments as they need them. And so what you're seeing is like a like a pretty much just like a drop screen behind them with yeah. whatever they want to put on it, and it looks fantastic, and it looks amazing. It's so ugh, and like granted, <laughs> yeah, there are some actual physical sets that they do interact with, but yeah. like it, this show looks like a million bucks. It's insane. It looks I can't wait so to check good. it out. I'm still behind. God, yeah. man, like. Granted, last year, The Mandalorian and Watchmen were coming out around the same time. Yeah. And it was a great time to be, like, a TV lover. Yeah. Because there were two shows that were really good, but they were so different from each other. Yeah, one was, like, a pulpy, western-y, and one was, like, a more, like, intelligent Yeah, Yeah, like, a psychological, like, yeah. Um, But friggin' Mandalorian is not disappointing. I fucking love this show. I know. Like I was, I was like, why am I taking so long watching these? Because every time I jump in, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, and I also like too that, like, even though I liked the first episode of season one, it was almost an hour long. Yeah. And this one was like a breeze. It felt like thirty minutes, maybe just a little over. Yeah. It was great. And like the character they introduce, like uh, that like weird frog lizard mother oh, <laughs> and like she's all i'm assuming maybe only in it for that last episode i don't know it's like yeah. an escort mission the whole episode yeah. but it's uh but i love yeah i love her though because it's like you, she never you never even know what she's saying she's just fucking doing weird frog shit the whole time yeah except for that one time when she like hot wires that droid <laughs> like it's the droid that tried to kill him too and he's like yeah. what the fuck are you doing <laughs> it's like, this is the only way i can talk to you like, yeah fuck yeah, it's great. Oh, my God, Mandalorian's a great, great show. Oh, I know. No I'm... Monopoly Man? Nope, no Monopoly no, Man. No, no Monopoly no, Man. No. I think he died bitch. in the lit. Oh, oh shit. Never Spoilers. mind. Spoilers. I forgot how far you were. We'll see. Um, Monopoly Man. Are you talking about Werner Herzog? No, um, it's Nick Nolte. Yeah, Nick oh. Nolte. <laughs> Nick Nolte. You guys enlighten me. That's Nick Nolte, but I think he's a Monopoly man. Um, yeah. Guys, I'm drunk. Mandalorian. Great, great show. <laughs> what Son else? I, other than the Great British Bake Off, which I already kind of touched on uh, with that letter from 
good old gutter slaughter himself. Gutter slaughter. Haven't been into anything else, really. Fantastic. Do want to say, though, that I threw up on Twitter. Oh, my Twitter. God, I'm so sorry. You threw up? I threw up on Twitter, um, period. Um, Barf. Um, maybe a potential t-shirt design. Oh, And when? it's been signed. It was a conversation I had with Rita and Sam. Um... About well, I didn't give a shit about it. About a gutter T-shirt, and oh, I think yeah. the design has been signed off by two of the two people, and so I think I'm gonna. I'm. I got just, one design just a nailed. Picture down. of a gutter. It's a, but Sam edited it so it's a gutter with at the V. Oh. So it's like two gutters mirrored each other I down at the it. bottom. I love it. But I feel like it's a too, almost too simplistic. I need something higher on it as well. <laughs> so I might still further edit it. But I've also already... Combine them. Is this good with the gutter? I might put gutter slutter. Okay, and then okay, the okay. two gutters at the V down there. Mm. But I need to figure out if you can get a design that low on a shirt on Redbubble, hmm. but I've already made the Redbubble account. All right. We're getting there. We're, we're, we're getting, getting there, there. We're Once this initial design gets so into do phase. Do we make any money from this, or is this people that they, they can just buy it for themselves off of Redbubble? With the account that we would set up, I mean, yeah. I don't know why we have to do this on air. Once they buy <laughs> it from us, we would get a percentage of our designs that we I'm, put up. I'm on just there. asking. Yes, that's, that's good. We would I get don't a. Don't know why we have to do this. <laughs> we would get a small fraction of what is bought online. I'm yes, dead. I'll take it. <laughs> Whatever we would eventually make from this, I would split three ways, so we would get three dollars. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's beer money, so I can get more drunk during the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's going to be the show, I think. So, fantastic! if people are excited about next week's pick, uh, we got uh, Saving Silverman coming Saving up Silverman Monday. on Monday. Next week's pick. I love, that, I love that we have two shows back-to-back about someone obsessed with a band or a singer. <laughs> uh, next week's pick is is sam's pick oh i think man. you hinted at it to me during the bonfire on friday and i don't even know how we're gonna do this oh i was drunk as shit at the bonfire on friday and i don't remember so gather your rocks and your snippers oh i don't know how we're gonna <laughs> how are we gonna watch this <laughs> And throw them out the window. Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) I don't know what's going on right now. His pick is the anti-pick. Oh. Oh, no. Meaning it's not anti-Christ. Oh, that's what I was... (laughs) You hinted at anti-Christ. At first I was excited and then I was like, how are we going to review this? How are you guys going to watch this with children in the room? (laughs) Sam, me and him were conspiring, conspiring oh, against you guys because we, I wanted, he wanted, and I wanted yeah. to make you guys think it was Antichrist this whole time. Some so bitches. for weeks, unbeknownst to Sam, I've also been prodding you that it may be Antichrist. <laughs> you piece of shit. 
But actually, his pick is a movie I've never seen. I've never actually even heard of it. Ooh. But it's called Men with Brooms. Oh. Okay. Um, it's a movie about curling starring Leslie Nielsen. Oh, my God. What? Yes. I'm already into it. So, uh, I've never heard of this. <laughs> he said uh, he feels obligated to pick something straight up Canadian, even though I'd rather force Havens to watch something he'd fucking hate. Which <laughs> would be... <laughs> Sam! <laughs> so now you fucks have to have to watch a fucking curling movie. Oh so I'm God. I'm into it, Sam. So this uh, follow two thousand two. That's Holy what shit. I just saw too. What yeah. in the hell? So uh, coming this Monday we have Saving Silverman. A week from now is going to be Men with Brooms. Interesting. Sam's nice. pick from Canada. So there you have it. I Man. love that I led you guys down a fun road for, like, <laughs> he literally, like, gave me this pick a month ago. And oh I've been sitting God. on it for a while, just teasing that it might be Antichrist. That's fantastic. Um, Chaos Reigns. <laughs> so there you have it. That's going to be coming up a week from now. There was a Men With Brooms TV series. Oh, my God. Starring Leslie Nielsen as well. We should talk about that think, next I week. I don't think he was in... When did Nes- Leslie Nielsen pass away? Pretty recently, I think. Not not that recently. Oh, God. Was it was like recently. 2011, I'm going to guess. When was it there, Bucky? Look it up. Let me look it up. 2011. While you're looking it up, if people want to talk about Leslie Nielsen's passing with you, where can they do so? <laughs> you can find me at Frank Drebin on Twitter. I mean, no. <laughs> Add Bucky for one on Twitter. Uh, Coach Abrams, where can they find you at? Hey, talk about your main event mustard and chipotle ketchup <laughs> oh with me. God. I'm getting down like old Cozy Jack. <laughs> uh, we are two weeks away. There's a very scantily clad woman on here for Men with Brooms. Sam. Man. Sam. Are we going to watch porn next week? <laughs> Tune in. Uh, we are two weeks away from our revealing episode of. I'm so drunk of the top five pies. That's very true. Yes, next week would be uh, the 18th. Two weeks would be the 25th, the day before Thanksgiving. That's true. Pod would drop on Thanksgiving. So so. bring in those suggestions for your top five pies. Just want to throw that out there. Right now, my family Thanksgiving, we're having just a close Thanksgiving with just the brothers and the the mom and pop. We're actually doing a pie (gasps) cook-off. Oh, uh, to win that championship belt that I also had made so for jealous. our cookoffs. Does uh, does Blakeface still have Blake it? Blake still has it. Son that of son a of a bitch. bitch for his stupid Blake's pile. Can I do a run in on the Potter family pie off <laughs> and <laughs> and win the cash belt? In, cash in your money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> so bake uh, a pie in the form of a briefcase. Oh my! And then God. if it's Delicious enough, you win the belt. And bring a ref with me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, Leslie Nielsen died November 28th of 2010. Oh, oh, a whole, what, like one month away from 2011. That seems too recent. Almost 10 years ago. Bunch of bullshit. Around Thanksgiving, it'd be his 10-year anniversary of his death. Jesus. What an appropriate movie (laughs) pick. That's something not to be thankful for. (laughs) Hey, guys, send me those top five pies if you wish. Top five Um, pies. We already got uh, old KVs in. That's right. KVs in. That's right. Uh, I'm talking to uh, 
You, Brayden. I want to hear from you. Top five. Top five pies. Top At five Coach pies. Havens on Twitter. Uh, you can also DM me your top five pies as well. At George the Max. DMs are open. Oh, Wide man. open. You can hit us all up. Guys, Men with Brooms on Prime Video. Yes. Uh, right. Thank God. <laughs> uh, the best news I've heard all week. Uh, you can also hit all of us up at Review Review Pod uh, uh, on Twitter as well. While there, the tournament of random movies are up. The brackets are hot. We, go. we got Cole's pick of House of a Thousand Corpses versus Troy's pick of Reservoir Dogs. Who will win? Be Who? a man, Troy. Come Who on, don't survive? be scared. You're running from Havens, that's what I heard. <laughs> Who will survive? <laughs> Uh, turn it up, turn it up. All of our episodes are uploaded onto reviewreviewpod.podbean.com as well as almost every other podcasting platform there is. Uh, so if you want to suggest the friend or suggest a friend the the show or, or maybe just friends or an enemy the show. No one told you it was going to be this way. That's right. That's true. Uh, we're on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. If you are on Apple Podcasts, if you rate and review us, that helps other people find the show. If you want to write in, such as many people did tonight, Judith, Judith? Old Trav, Gutter Slutter himself, oh my God. Sam, uh, you can do that. Send in your pies to Gmail, or Gmail. Just send them to at Gmail. <laughs> no, reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Send them to gman.com. Are you a communist? Whew. My God. Half-Life. <laughs> I played that game. Uh, too late in the sh- too late in the night to get into that. Oh my god, it's almost eleven thirty. Our references are going through the roof. <laughs> it's right such now. a late night. Holy Our references shit! References are everywhere. Um, that's gonna do it for tonight. Saving Silverman coming Monday. Yeah. Uh, but until then, I have been short of the max extreme. I'm Coach Havens. Hey, I'm JT3K. And we are all. <laughs>